Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer, and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. All right, welcome to the session, everybody. It's another Sunday. Oh, it's a Monday back in the studio. I don't even know the days of the week anymore. Feels like Sunday. Yeah. I'm practically on vacation, so I don't care what day it is anymore. It's always a weekend. Finished the TV show on Thursday night. Yeah, great job there. Oh, I was excited about that. It should be. Uh, felt like I had that night. I came home and it felt like I I took a, a big deep breath. Uh, I felt like I hadn't taken a deep breath in like six months. I realized that I have really big lungs. I don't yeah, have yeah, smoker you lungs. Really anymore. hold your breath. Yeah. Well, you had like two jobs. I mean, that's. Uh, I did. Yeah. And I enjoyed the TV situation, but man, am I happy it's over. It was so good to be done. People kept saying, wow, congratulations on being done. Being done, yeah. I can tell you were so happy. I was. I was was real happy about it. Until next time, right? Until next time, which we'll see. You know, I don't know what they're going to plan on doing. Uh, They haven't talked to me about it yet, other than everyone's very excited about how it went. And um, did y'all watch the finale yet? Well, some of you were there, weren't, weren't you? The nope. finale is probably one of my favorite shows. I don't. I won't give away the ending just yet because I know a lot of the listeners don't get it until it's online. It should go on at some point today. It's supposed to be up already. I don't know if it is, but it aired on Saturday. We have our by our first ever BYOB TV champion, and uh, the rest of it should go online sometime today. The finale was cool because you guys went through you know the uh, the contestants' homes. That's all I'll say. Um, what is so viscerally appealing about seeing other people's houses? I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's very voyeuristic. 
But it's weird. You kind of like to just follow people around in a day in life kind of thing. Yeah. And that was our whole idea about um, the final episode was that if it's going to be a show about homebrewers, we should do at least one episode where we really follow a homebrewer throughout their day. And we did that. We went from the homebrew shop to their home and how they would do a, a, a typical brew day. And everybody's typical brew day is a little different. I mean, we like to think that, that all brewing beer is the same, but it's not. So a lot of the techniques are, but how you do it are different. You know, some people throw a big party every time they brew. Yeah. Other people, like Jamil, like to stand in a dark room by themselves while they <laughs> brew. They don't want any distractions whatsoever, you know? Yeah. So we did a whole day in the life thing for the last episode, and uh, it was good. I'm pretty happy about how it turned out. And then, of course, we got to do the last episode at uh, at Giant Stadium. Yeah, cool place. The public house out there, and uh, it's a great place, good good beer bar. And then, of course, it's, it's part of Giant Stadium, so uh, I was good with that. Went to the game that day. Saw about two innings. I went, let me tell you what happens. when This TV gig kind of works out sometimes because uh, you have sponsors, and um, for the first time in, in the history of my career, there's sponsors with a lot of money, <laughs> like a whole lot of money. You know, the, on the Miller course side. So they kind of give you tickets to these things. But, but you also, then you, you, you sometimes have to go with the sponsors mm-hmm. to watch. And, um, which is fun. And I like our sponsors quite a bit. But I'm a real Giants fan. And the sponsors, they're like used to this. Getting great seats at the Giants game is like a piece of cake for them, mm-hmm. right? They go all the time. Well, for me, great seats at the Giants game are completely unattainable because they're over $50. And so, yeah, I wish I always wish I was an Oakland A's fan because you can get good seats oh, yeah. at the A's for like twenty bucks, right? Oh yeah, no, like six. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm a Giants fan; I can't help it. So you know, I'm try- I'm smiling and making nice, and really, I just want to watch the fucking game. I just really want to watch this game. So uh, I saw about two innings. That was cool. And JP went right. He went to a baseball game. JP went to a baseball game. Wow, that's right. Took his free ticket. Guess that's all it took was a freebie for JP. Well, and how many innings did he last? The same two you did, I guess. Yeah, he the, he but, had to go. Is probably why you left. And he didn't mind missing. Yeah, no. he didn't mind missing any of it. You know. Yeah. So were you force fed uh, Coors Light the whole game or what? No, no, um, blue, no. Blue Moon. <laughs> blue Moon. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I drank Lagunitas the whole time, but um, I drank whatever was put in front of me. I'm, I don't care. There you go. <laughs> I just wanted to watch the game. I was brought beer in unmarked glasses, oh. so I, I, I think that my sponsors know me pretty well now, and they're good people, and they don't really expect me to do anything I, I don't want to do, so they're kind of cool. If they're going to give me beer that you know maybe they got for free because they're sponsors, they just put it in an unmarked glass. Drink this. They go drink this. And if you get if you do that to me, I'm fine with it. Mm. I'll drink whatever. I don't care. It's a hot day. Good sport. Yeah, you're a good sport. You gotta do what you do, right? So. Anyway, the TV show is over, and uh, thank the Lord above. You can go to coffeetv.com slash BYOB, and you can watch all the episodes. The final is supposed to go up today sometime, so hopefully it will have done that here pretty soon. So no more uh, checks coming in, or do you kind of reap the benefits of uh, royalties, or how does it work? No, there's no... I'm still waiting for the first checks, <laughs> to be honest. I haven't seen those yet. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen a little bit. Uh, no, I don't own any back end on this, but... Oh. Let's face it. It was a, it was a, um, it was a dress rehearsal for yeah, what can yeah. be a really, really great show. Yeah. So I don't know that there's going to be any back end on this one. You know. <laughs> so, so that begs the question. Then, do you, are you allowed to talk about the future? Is there going to be another season? I don't know it. I'll, the honest answer to that is I don't know it. I know that everybody's very happy about the show. Um, I think uh, thanks to the Brewing Network listenership, we have shattered all of the TV stations' web records. You know, their traffic is enormous every Monday morning when the when the show pops up on there. 
Um, I know that we got great ratings. The sponsor's happy. The t- I know everybody's very happy. But nobody nobody really says anything in, in their world until papers are signed and, and, you know, money has been transferred. So I honestly don't know if there's a season two or not. Repeats? Um, During the summer? Probably. They'll probably repeat it. Right after Airwolf. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right after Airwolf. And before the 700 Club, which yeah. I think also airs on coffee. In streets of San Francisco. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, I'm sure the ratings were, were pretty good. I mean, the, you know, the army is one thing, but we just have a lot of friends and family. Like all my friends TiVo'd it. I don't oh, know yeah. if they watched it, but they definitely TiVo'd it. Yeah, we did all right in the, in the ratings. Uh, and ratings are weird anyway because they tell you, you know, that you did this. They tell you by demographic. And then they, which is like by age group, and then it's by men or women. And then with a station like Coffee, which is considered a broadcast station, there aren't very many of those anymore. A broadcast station is a station that literally broadcasts their signal over the airwaves. Right. And there aren't a whole lot of those left. Most everybody else uh, now uh, sends it digitally over cable. And so there was uh, at least one Saturday where we were number one in our demo for broadcast stations. Which means I think we even beat like Saturday Night Live or something. Wow! <laughs> Saturday Live, Saturday Night Live sucks, but that's right. still, that's an accomplishment. I was, yeah, I thought it was all right. You know, <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it's one of those. It's like uh, uh, Jim Cook always says this. It's like saying you're the tallest pygmy in the world. Yeah. You know, it's great. Thank you. Uh, so we did well, and I expect something to come out of it, but I, I just don't know what yet. They're they're kind of hush about it. Um, Okay, more importantly, I do have some other um, announcements to get to. And one of them is that uh, one, you know, one of our listeners, and we always like it when this happens. It's always good news to us. Uh, Adam Mills is going professional. Uh, Adam Mills has been a BN fan for a long time. You've heard from him on the show here. And he is going to work for a professional brewery. And he's got a little contest going on that he wanted me to share with the networks. Um, I guess he's going to work for a new brew pub called Cranker's Brew Pub. Now, I just want to point out that if, if there were a Cranker's Brew Pub in Pacheco, it would be run by <laughs> meth heads and speed yeah. freaks, and you would never name your brew pub that in Pacheco. But Not I guess it's, teeth there, yeah. it must be different out there in Michigan. <laughs> meth heads and speed freaks, that's what airs after BYOB TV on coffee, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that show. That's my next, that's what I'm working on next, actually, meth heads and speed freaks. All right, Cranker's Brew Pub label competition. Uh, here's your opportunity to combine your creativity with your love for locally brewed craft beer. Cranker's Brew Pub is holding a contest to label their inaugural brew called Cranker's Bulldog Red. If your label design is chosen to be the concept that will adorn Cranker's handcraft beer, you'll receive one $50 gift certificate per month for a year at Cranker's Brew Pub, one case of Cranker's Bulldog per month for a year, and a mural of your design will be displayed inside the Cranker's Brew Pub. That's pretty rad. Uh, that's a lot of good stuff. A, a year supply of a lot of things there. Can we change the name of the beer, too? Yeah. From, Bulldog Red. From Bulldog Red? Bulldog. You don't yeah, like it? Put, it's like Red Dog. Remember Red Dog? Thing, I do remember Red Dog. Yeah, it's, it's too true. close to that. Yeah. Good point. Uh, all right, so submit a name okay, via chat at the Brig Network. Also submit a name with your label. I gave you a case himself. All right, you must provide two label concept sizes, one for a 12-ounce bottle, one for a 16-ounce can. All this stuff can be found in the forum. If you go to uh, the Brewing Network forum and in off-topic stuff, there's a label called uh, – there's a thread called Be Enter Goes Pro Win Our Label Competition, and you can check it out. You should send your ideas to crankersbrew at gmail.com, crankersbrew at gmail.com. Inches are due July 20th. 
Oh, so go check it out and uh, help a brother out and maybe win yourself some stuff. Okay. Also, another quick update. Uh, Brewing Network iPhone app. Uh, I know I've been getting a lot of email. It turns out people actually listen to that thing. I love that thing. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. And what happens is it, when it's been down a lot lately because we haven't been in the studio lately. I have to be here to to run the server that streams it. And sometimes there's an error in the program. And if it shuts down and I'm on the road, I'm not back for days to fix it. Um, so a couple of things on that is I apologize that if you, if you bought the app and it hasn't been working lately, it's entirely my fault because I haven't been here to keep the stream up and running. Uh, my second thought on that is that we're actually working on a new app for both Android and the iPhone that hopefully will uh, alleviate this problem. I'm not too happy with the company who built our app. They don't provide much of anything. Even though this is this is my fault, uh, there's no way to remotely kickstart the stream, and, and that's kind of a big pain in the ass. So we'll get to work on it, uh, and my apologies. It's back up and running now, and as long as I'm home, it'll stay up and running. If it's not working for you, it's not your fault. It's not the app's fault. It's generally just that nothing is streaming. So stand by for that. Okay. Uh, you can watch this, uh, this, this, this broadcast today on justin.tv slash brewing network. And JP's going to be working the cameras for you today. We have a couple different camera angles, which is very exciting. Uh, one on my good side, one on my bad side. That's what we, that's <laughs> same guy. Doing. There's one from behind my head. You guys can decide which side that is. So, yeah, and there's one in front so you kind of see the whole studio. I will, uh, train JP how to do it at the first break. So it will be tr- truly professional like we like to do around here. <laughs> Uh, okay, now more importantly, I, I have another announcement for you today. Oh. A lot of you already know this, uh, but I want to sincerely and officially congratulate the Brewing Network Homebrew Club of the Year. Yeah, rocket! Really, an incredible achievement in just a short time. The Brewing Network Club has stepped up, entered enough beer, won enough medals to get themselves uh, Club of the Year. Uh, we narrowly beat Doze and Quaff this year. It was a really tight competition, yep. both in the first round and again in the second second round. It was super tight if you look at the points. And um, was exciting. I, it was, you know, we had an amazing week at the at the National Homebrewers Conference this year as an organization. We had our biggest anniversary party ever with two of our favorite sponsors. Uh, we had a great turnout at the conference itself, and people really uh, showing up to, to to meet us and and hang out with us. We did a lot of great shows from there. A Can You Brew It that was just epic with Mitch Steele, a Bruce Strong with John Palmer, and the guys from Y East. Um, just a, a lot of really great things. And then to cap it all off, to find that the Brewing Network Club won Club of the Year just about made me wet myself. <laughs> Actually, I think it did. I saw you. It did see yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, so we've probably peaked. It's it's all downhill from here. I was going to say, you, you know you know it was a good week because each night Jay announced, well, that's it. We've peaked. <laughs> we it's peaked. all downhill from here. Every night, yeah. So... It just was exciting to see the Brewing Network win. I know that Tasty had predicted it would take us just a, maybe another year, even. Yeah, to, I thought it'd be close to do it. It was. Yeah. It was close. And yeah. I got to say, I wasn't too sure we were going to do it this year either, uh, particularly because of Nate Smith and the amount of beers he had go to the second round. Yeah, and you know and, they'd be quality beers too. So. Yeah. yeah. So we really, if, and in fact, again, if you look at the results, if Nate had won half of the medals that we expected him to win, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Doze, I think, would have gotten it. Of course, there's several other things that could have happened. I'm just pointing out that yeah, just I didn't really expect it because of Nate. Yeah, yeah two medals. I had a lot of faith in him, and uh, so I, I am sorry that Nate got shut out this year, but I just couldn't be happier for the Brewing Network Club. 
I have a couple questions, if you'll permit, about that win. Because I gather that some people weren't so happy about it. Yeah. Because we're not a traditional club. Yeah. Right? We're not like a... There's no central location, no dues. But does does sheer volume have anything to do with it? Does it does it matter that we might have had 2,000 people while Doze has 50? I'm just making those numbers sure. up. But yeah, does volume matter? It matters a little bit, yeah. And I'll get, let me get into some of that since we have a little time here. Uh, Barely. The the way I want to start this conversation, first of all, is you know, there's a lot of posts on different forums. And and as usual, there's a lot of BN anger and things like that. We get, <laughs> we get far more support than we do the anger. But the anger, because our support is so big... Uh, tends to be quite vocal and quite loud because you, you kind of have to do that or nobody would hear it about the BN. People love us. So uh, there is, uh, you know, some anger about the Brewing Network winning Club of the Year. I want to point out, first of all, that um, this happens every year when a club wins Club of the Year. It has been, it, this has happened every year for about the last uh, 12 years or so when there are clubs that won it like eight years in a row, 10 years in a row, and there's always the murmur in the room that uh, is angry about that for whatever loophole, you know, allowed that club to win or, or whatever the excuse is. And and then when it was, uh, you know, Quaff won it for several years in a row, and the argument against Quaff was, well, they're allowed to enter in several regions. They have an unfair advantage. Uh, you know, that that's, un, that's unfortunate that that's allowed. Uh, then, then it was St. Paul, and the same argument was made. guy like Gordon Strong, who's winning in Kasi all the time, is earning them a lot of points, but he's entering in, in different regions. So the argument has always kind of come up, what is a club and, and where you sh- where should you, you be allowed to enter? Um, so I'm not surprised that it happened with us, and, and I shouldn't have been. I, I think I was surprised at the um, amount of uh, disdain for the Brewing Network Club. <laughs> and let me tell you why that bothers me. So we get up to win the award. And I'm so pumped up. I'm so fired up for our people. I'm so excited for our brewers because they don't have a local club. Or in some cases, they don't really appreciate or like their local club. They don't fit in there. Um, But they fit in better with our club. So these guys, they go out and they brew incredible beer. Because no matter what the rules are, nobody wins Club of the Year without good beer. Period. That's it. That's the end of that argument. You cannot win Club of the Year without brewing good beer. Sure. It just can't happen. So here are these guys, these Brewing Network guys that are off all over the country brewing fantastic beer, and they get up there and they're winning awards for it this year, and they're getting medals. <laughs> and I am, and I can, and like every home brewer, like I was for Nate last year, like I've always been for Gordon when he's been winning, I am so excited for these home brewers winning medals. It is great as a fellow home brewer to, to see people rewarded for, for brewing great beer. When we got up there to accept it, and you could hear crickets in the room. People not cheering for for those homebrewers because of the of the decision they made in their brain that the Brewing Network Club should not be a club was really disgusting to me. It, it was upsetting to me because here's these guys winning medals for for what they're, you're not you're not taking into account the individual homebrewers that were doing the same thing you do. They're at home brewing the best beer they can. They're taking care of it. They're bottling it perfectly. They're shipping it exactly how Tasty's taught them to ship it. They're doing all of these things to make sure that it that it that it gets a medal. And it gets a medal. And you don't cheer, you know, for their achievement uh, and as a contribution to their club. It really kind of bummed me out. It's pretty upsetting. The room was that quiet. Quiet. Wow. Quiet. I Except don't even remember it. It, it. it was hard. Was it took me a minute, to, it took <laughs> a minute to look back. Our sponsors were real excited because they get it. 
Yeah. Uh, not everybody in the room was quiet. There are plenty of people who support the Brewing Network as a club. Uh, and, and so, but uh, uh, there was a large majority of frowning faces and no claps. And I don't care about that as far as the Brewing Network is concerned. Uh, I never really have. But when it comes to the Brewers winning medals, it just kind of bummed me out. So then the conversation starts online. And to me, I don't mind the conversation about what makes a club and, and who should win and what the rules should be. But again, I feel like the conversation should have started like this. It should have started, congratulations to the individual brewers who brewed great beer and won medals for it for what they deem their club, the Brewing Network. Well done. That's what a home brewer should say to another home brewer, in my opinion. I just think that's what you do. You don't piss on the award that they won or the beer that they made by skipping over that part of the conversation and just saying, well, it's bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. And the Brewing Network as a club shouldn't have won award. And that just bothers me. I think you should have started the conversation by saying congrats to those guys and what they did and their achievement and ignored the rules for a second. Because, again, nobody wins without good beer. Yeah, beer first. So it should have started like that. And then you can go on ahead to say, now, here's what I propose that we change to make the new Club of of the Year awards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and tell me. Everything was done under the rules as they exist. Right. So that's fine. That's a given. So everybody should be okay with that. Right. Yeah. Now... You, uh, those of you out there uh, who don't know this, and uh, which is probably most of you, even our listeners, you will find it ironic and surprising to know that I am the co-chair of the club committee in the in the American Homebrewers Association governing committee. So when it comes to clubs and what clubs want to see, I'm the guy that you can send that to, so that I can deliver your message to uh, to the American Homebrewers Association. Myself and Kurt Stock are the are the co-chairs of this committee. And I am more than happy to voice your opinions to the rest of the committee. And you can be sure that it will come up when we have our meetings. Uh, because if enough people voice concern, it hasn't really been that many, to be honest. But if enough people voice concern about how the rules are, we talk about those things on the governing committee. And whatever your opinions are, I'm happy to deliver them because that's what I do. The governing committee exists to offer advice to the rest of the American Homebrewers Association. And I'm happy to offer your advice if you deliver it in a clear and concise way and uh, and you would like me to deliver that. Kurt and I both would be happy to deliver the message. Now, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with the rules. The rules have been this way for a while. No club can win more than 12 points in any given region. It's impossible. So, in other words, if the Brewing Network becomes as enormous as everybody uh, assumes that it's going to, we could sweep uh, every category on the planet. And still not receive more than 12 points per region. You have to allow other clubs to, to join. And the AHA did that a couple years ago to make it fair for smaller clubs versus larger clubs who are who are participating in multiple regions. And just a point of clarification, it's 12 points per category across all the regions. Yes. Ah, oh, so I see. It, so okay. if the BN uh, placed first in three regions... They wouldn't get uh, whatever the point, I guess, eight, eight points for first. Oh, we, they would just stop getting it. would stop points. at 12. So it's eight plus four plus uh, two is the max. Yeah, so. Got it. Yeah, so that's the capping. Now, what isn't capped is the number of beers that advance to the second round. So. Okay. Yeah, you may have you may have three beers across the region that, you know, get up, get to your max, but you could have six beers that, that get advanced because, you, you know, you, you got the cap. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. Now, as it, when, you, when you asked the first question, Moscow, about numbers, it does matter. It yeah, certainly matters. If you look at the clubs that have won over the last few years, and, and I'm going to say kind of with the exception of Doe's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
if you look at the clubs that won, it's it's been uh, because they have wonderful, great brewers in them, great, great brewers, right. and that they've spread out o- over the regions to to allow uh, for for some uh, more chances to get points and to get in. Dose did it all within a couple of regions, just right here, right? Just um, one region, just one, just one. Yeah. Okay. But there's, there's no rules against how far away you could be from a given club, right? Uh, no, because uh, nope. a lot of times people f- uh, feel allegiance to a club that they don't live near. Maybe they, they used to live and near it away. and they moved it. And there's several reasons that I don't think clubs should be regional like that. Um, mostly, uh, I just I think it's arbitrary and difficult to um, you know enforce and different things like that. Well, I think we've evolved as a homebrewing medium, uh, the Internet. I mean, let's yeah. face it, it's, we're in a digital age. We're no longer confined to our geographical location to make friends or to know people or to hang out or whatever. Talk bigger, yeah. right. So why, why would we still want to hold on to that uh, under the guise of a, a, quote, club? Right. What, what does it matter where you live? Well, and I agree with that. So I will say this. There's a lot of arguments that I read about how the Brewing Network Club, which I said it during the acceptance speech, and I'll say it again. The Brewing Network Club is not the Brewing Network, and I didn't right. start it. I was begged for two years to please uh, register the name as a club, and finally somebody just registered it. Um, and so it's not the Brewing Network. It, it, it is Brewing Network listeners that consider this their club, and, and I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, so... You know, I think that the Brewing Network, uh, there are a lot of arguments about how the Brewing Network Club is not a club at all. And I'm going to, and I'm not going to go through each one of them, but I would be happy to have the debate. And I will lead any one of you alive doing it because none of the arguments hold water. They're all ridiculous. Uh, there's a lot of arguments that say, well, by definition, they're not a club. Well, show me the definition. You didn't post a definition because I'll show you a definition that says that we are a club. Uh, and then there are, there are, there are arguments that said, well, because it's, you're not a, you don't meet in a place that has a location with bricks and mortar, you're not a club. Well, well that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard <laughs> because that's not the definition of a club either. Um, and nor should it be, by the way. So I'm, I'm happy to go through each and every one of the, they're not a club arguments. And I am more than confident that, um, that, that I will urinate them all uh, out of my, out of my wiener and onto the ground. <laughs> That's how strongly I feel about uh, how ridiculous the arguments about the, our club not being a club. Well, yeah, I mean, if you so if you meet out in a campground, you're not a club. You're not a club because okay. there's no bricks and mortar around you. So physical That's locations bullshit. and physical meetings and things like that, it doesn't make any sense. No. It just and and just go home and talk to yourself about it for a little while, and I'm sure that you'll you'll see what I mean. Well, it's very closed minded. Yeah, you know. So uh, are we a traditional club like clubs used to be? Probably not. No. Uh, we meet in different ways in different places. Does that make the Brewing Network less of a club? Absolutely not. Yes. I mean, no. I'm, I mean, I'd be happy to read any argument that makes sense that makes that less of a club. So, uh, as the rules stand now, um, and I and I agree with how the rules are, uh, not because we won. I agreed when we lost. I agreed when the Brewing Network wasn't even a club and people were yelling about quaff. Uh, Jamil came in here and explained. I had to ask him why because people were writing to me about it uh, and yeah. they wanted me to talk about it on the show. And I sat down with Jamil and a couple guys, Kurt Stock, these guys, explained to me how the rules work. And I believe back then, oh, well, that makes sense to me. That's how you should do it. Well, to be honest, that whole Jamil thing, uh, when that happened, I was on the other side. Mm. I was like, he shouldn't be able to, to, to enter. They need to change the rules. So they did. They uh, changed the rules. With the point system. Yeah. And, and you can enter in any region. <clears throat> I, I'm fine with it. Right. Totally fine with it. Right. They made a change for the better to address uh, um, an issue, but really they just made it broader. You know, sure. they didn't close it down anymore. Uh, what I like about it is they just made it open, more open than it was before. Right. It's great. It's a, it was the right way to handle it. 
So I don't. I just. I'm happy to have the discussion, and uh, you feel free to call in anytime. Eight 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 four zero one beer, and I'll have the discussion with you. Uh, but I think that the right thing happened this year, and that was that great brewers brewed great beer. They won medals for it. Yep. Nate Smith got shut out in the Brewing Network one. <laughs> I'm not clapping. <laughs> uh, I really wish Nate was here. I wanted him here this week yeah. to talk about it, too. Um, anyway, uh, that's where I stand. I'm, I'm excited. I'm proud of my guys. I was a little bummed out at first, but you know what? I got some real good advice from, from some friends of mine, Harold Gabranson and Kurt Stock, and people who, who just said, look, man, this happens all the time, and your club really deserved it, and you guys brewed great beer. And I sat back, and I thought about the, the great beer being brewed, and I just couldn't be more proud of Beardy and his uh, fellow <laughs> Brewing Network club members for doing a great job and winning this year's Club of the Year award. You know what's awesome are those guys that have no club that win like a gold. That must just piss off everyone. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah, that was my category. Right. Who's this fucking Joe Schmell? <laughs> that that must just piss people yeah. off. Well, Good now point. you can go recruit them. Good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now any club can, can have that person enter for them. But you notice there's always like a handful of those guys. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mary and yeah. Joe from Arizona. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot all over the country. Yeah. From Florida, there's, yeah. the, the wards were everywhere. Yeah. 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 Now, let me say one more thing. Just one last thing. Before, we got to go to break anyway. But it's on behalf of the Brewing Network Club. And I'm saying this not even having discussed it with, with the club. It's because I know this club. And I know these listeners. And I know how much homebrewing means to them. And I know how much the community means to them. Because we wouldn't have this great community if they weren't interested in community. And, and that is this. The assumption is that the Brewing Network as a club would prefer to go on and on and on like this, winning every single year and shutting everybody out and potentially ruining the award that is Club of the Year. It's that they would prefer to do that than to step back and go, well, we're not here to ruin anything. We love homebrewing uh, just as much as the rest of you. And if that's what is going to happen, we'll just stop. And I can almost guarantee you that that's what the Brewing Network Club would do if it became a moment where they thought, wow, people don't like that we win. We're able to win. There's no competition anymore. The rules don't work. Uh, they wouldn't go on and on winning and winning and winning. It would be a stupid thing to do for homebrewing. And the Brewing Network people love homebrewing. And they love the community around it. So I'm going to stand right here right now. I'm going to sit, actually, and tell you that I guarantee the Brewing Network as a club would step back before they ruined a perfectly good competition. Sure. So stop assuming the worst in people, everybody. I don't know what happened to you as children, but I do have a number for a great therapist. He's work, really working wonders on me. Uh, stop believing the worst in everybody and realize that these guys love homebrewing just like you do. So give them a clap, not the clap, and appreciate the awards that they won and know that no one's out to ruin this award or homebrewing or anything else. Just relax, everybody. <laughs> have a beer. All right. Cheers. Okay. Well, on, on behalf of Doe's, Oh, yeah, you speak for Doe's? Paul right. Brown is here. I'm going to speak Doe's for Doe's. Okay. okay. Well, not only do I have the shirt on, I'm the vice president of Doe's. Oh, he's not just a client. Yeah, not just a client. I'm going to offer uh, Doe's congratulations to the Brewing Network. <laughs> um, Thank you. Because we get the rules. We understand the rules. Sure. And, you know, we'll come out strong next year. I mean, uh, I hope you do. We, we will. Go. <clears throat> it's worth noting on Doe's behalf that... All but one person that you enter under the Brewing Network, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All but one person that works for the Brewing Network enter under Doe's. 
this assumption that the Brewing Network is what's the driving force behind this win is ridiculous. The guy's winning medals. Chad, Tasty. Well, not Chad. Sorry, buddy. Why you got to rub it in? They both didn't enter, yeah. yeah. I didn't enter. Neither one of us entered. But you, you guys know what I mean. When you guys won Club Nate. of the Year, it was you know on your Nate. contributions. Right. And, and, and did I yeah. say, now come over to the Brewing Network side? No, I said you better goddamn yeah. well defend your title yeah. so that the Brewing Network can earn their title. Exactly so, what you said. Yeah. Anyhow, Paul, thank you. Oh, and it's worth noting that most of our guys brew for you. Well, <laughs> well, not only that, the Brewing Network, the company, has probably improved brewing across our local scene, the the, the country, and, and globally. Um, well, I hope so. You guys have. And that's, I know you've talked to Eric, and that's you know his, his uh, viewpoint on, on the Brewing Network, the company. And you guys are just, you know, upping the ante, so to speak. Because there's winners all over the place, rather than just uh, little regions. Right. And, uh, you know, we're happy for you. We're glad to hand the medal, glad to hand the trophy all right. over to you guys. Well, uh, we accept the trophy, <laughs> and we accept your congratulations. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm happy to see our guys compete against you guys again next year. That's yeah, fun. You see how close that was? 14 points. I mean, come on, 14 <laughs> points? Why are we even having this conversation? 14 that's points. That's a tie. So let's see it next year. That's that's like two Nathan Smith. Uh, yeah. Yep. Two medals and we'd have had you it. You know, a couple more of our guys. Tasty, you might have to get back in there next year. Uh, I'm not going to come out of retirement. What? <laughs> you got to come back to beat us, man. No, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, thanks for implying that I would help. I appreciate it. Well, that. of course. That's well, why I like retirement so much. Get the benefit <laughs> of the dot. Right. Well, and you can't come back from retirement. Remember what happened to Apollo Creed? No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's yeah. never a good idea. No. Brett Favre kept coming back. Yeah, well, look what happened. Yeah, <laughs> Scandalous. He got a Wrangler ad. <laughs> all right, so that's that. That's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to go posting like crazy on the forums and letting everybody fight. If you want to have a conversation about it, 888-401-BEER. Otherwise, send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and know that uh, I'm your representative um, for the club committee, and I'm happy to bring your arguments and your decisions and your uh, opinions and your new rule suggestions, all of that to the committee. Uh, it's my job as, as part of it, ironically enough, for those of you who would like to think that we are the evil empire. If anyone ever tries to... Oh, I turned you off. Hang on. If Go anyone on. ever argues you into a corner, you can just bring up their children or bootlegging. That's or what I do. Regal. Right. Just, to, you know, to fall back on in case someone actually has a good point. Yeah, when I say that I'm going to destroy anybody in the debate, that's, that's what, what I mean. I mean okay. that I'll just start kicking and screaming like a baby if I start to lose. You just call them a Nazi and that ends all arguments. I'll be honest with you. I, it's hard for me to watch the arguments because I did study uh, a debate and rhetoric for so long communication. And I'm looking at these arguments of people who are so certain about themselves and I'm just... It's hard for me not to say, man, you're real stupid. <laughs> now, that's my argument back. Wow, you are real stupid. You gave out the challenge a few minutes ago, and a couple of calls came in, but they were, they were all saying, you know, the naysayers can shove it. Oh. I, know, I know it's a little <laughs> right. bit of a biased audience, but just for the record. Yeah. Hey, and thanks to all those judges, too, that judged all those beers and, and found the good ones. That's a lot of work. that they, they couldn't just come down and hang out in San Diego. They put a couple days into it, so that's great. Yeah. That's true. Thanks to those guys. Absolutely. A round of applause. That's yeah. no easy yeah. task. And all of the uh, committee down there who put on the National Homebrewers Conference, uh, it was one of our best years. I had a great time and uh, can't wait for next year, even though I, I can't see how it could get any better than this. Yeah, the how party was very good. How party. How party. <laughs> All right, I got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Trogues Brewing Company. Trogues is on the line with us, a good East Coast brewery that uh, has a lot of fans. I got a lot of emails this week about them, some questions for them. We're going to find out all about their beer uh, from John and Chris and have ourselves a good time doing it. All right, hang in there. It's the session on a Monday. We'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer is doing it again. It's June, and since More Beer is committed to bringing you the best value, they've already slashed hundreds of prices this year. Now, summer is finally here, and they're focused on draft equipment. You'll find new lower prices on keg parts, taps, towers, faucets, and more. And More Beer has awesome sale prices on complete kegging systems this month. And they're also bringing back an old friend, Scotty's, the new 2.5 gallon keg, along with some cool new draft. Draft swag. Join the June draft extravaganza only at More Beer and MoreBeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Pintley is your personal beer connoisseur, and you don't even have to leave a tip. Pintley.com learns your taste in beer. Create a free account today and start by rating a few beers. In just a couple of clicks, Pintley will get to know you and your personal preferences. You won't believe how accurate Pintley's amazing algorithm can be as it learns what pleases your palate most. Personal beer recommendations, tasting notes, and now their new app for your Android or iPhone smartphone. Pintley also gives away incredible prizes each month. Prizes like free craft beer for a year. Visit Pintley.com right now to see how it works or to create your own free account. Pintly, a new kind of beer website that only recommends beer you're sure to love. Pintly.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. 
The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We are about to talk to Trogues Brewing Company in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, in uh, just about a second. But first, a message from our sponsors. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite time of the show. Did you know that? It is? I really do. I, I like it. Uh, fellas, looking to spice things up in the bedroom and fantasizing about surprising you love with an adventure toy or adult movie. Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. When you select one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. I was talking to a web guy at, um, I went to a wedding on Saturday, and, uh, he runs a bunch of porn sites and, and subscription sites and things yeah. like that. And he found out Adam and Eve is one of our sponsors, and he's like, oh, I've got sponsors for you. I was thinking, I can't, I gotta be careful. I can't like turn us into the dildo show. Lunch meat. Why not? I didn't tell. You got the demographic. I, I, should, I would be happy to see what uh, money they're offering before I no, make that decision. Right. But I'm just saying, if it becomes just like beer and dildos all the time, it might be a. Uh, they go together pretty well, man. Uh, anyway, three adult DVDs uh, for some inspiration and a free extra gift. So sensual, we can't mention it on the web radio. Top it all off, uh, we'll even throw in some free shipping on your entire order. So go check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. You get 50% off one item when you type in coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. For, uh, that's your offer code upon checkout. When you do so, you get three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use coupon code BNARMY. All right. Business is done. I thought that was an ad for Micro Machines. I wasn't listening. Yeah, I was going to say. You sounded like the Micro Machine guy. Just real fast. That's funny. Well, dildos I mean, are just like the real thing. Only everybody's smaller. heard it by now, right? So that'll be all right. All right. I think we have Jason and Chris from Trogues Brewing on the line. Jason? Uh, it's Chris and John, actually. Can you hear us okay? We're- oh, it's Chris and John. Moscow yeah. told me that, too. I just screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can hear you no. okay. It does sound a little bit like you're in a hurricane. Maybe they are. Yeah. What do you got running yeah. in the background there? Uh, we, we should be, we're in a quiet room right now, sitting in our tasting room, but we do have a microphone hooked up trying to get the video to work, so I'm not sure if you guys, can you hear us okay and see us, or... No, I killed the video, we don't need that, because that'll just okay. squash both of our bandwidth, so if you want to kill the video, that'd be good for both of us. Yeah, it's already killed, so we're good. Okay, and the audio sound- just got a little bit better. We can hear you, it just, it sounds like you're at the ocean. Oh, mm-hmm. mood, mood music. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like mood yeah. music, but just, just trying to put you guys into a trance here. That's all. <laughs> it might work. We're close already. Half of us, right, Tasty? Yeah, that's where we come in. <laughs> we come in a little comatose. Speaking of a little comatose and in a trance, let me get right into it because one of our list. I got a lot of questions. Uh, our listeners wrote in for you guys. They're real excited to have you on. Um, okay, great. And one of the questions. Let me make sure I, I ask the right one of you. Um, hang on. Hang on. Just ask Jason. Yeah, yeah, Jason, this one's for you. <laughs> is it for Jason? It was. Oh, oh here it is. Yeah, uh, please ask. Um, oh no, he. It's about your younger brother. Is there a younger brother, Matt? Yes, yes there is. Does yeah, Matt right. still have naughty dreadlocks? Is the first question. <laughs> I think he still has them. They're just not attached to his head. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Did he really he kept them? <laughs> you have to. 
I know Matt, actually. actually. I, Personally, I yeah. think when they're that big, you kind of have to cut them, keep them. It's almost like a pet. It is. <laughs> and they, they probably keep growing, too. And they have fleas <laughs> and everything. Uh, so, Chad, now we have a lot of people in the room, guys, so they're not the voices in your head. But one of our co-hosts here, Chad, used to live in Vermont. Yep, and that's where I met Matt, yeah. How did you, okay. where'd you meet him? Uh, just through the grapevine, just through some friends. And uh, just saw him at a wedding not too long ago, actually, up here in uh, California. He's out here now. Oh, oh, he is. So. Uh, Small just, world. Just, just north of San Francisco. Yeah. Dread oh. Lion. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> well, so the second part of the question, actually, it's not a question. It was more of a comment. Jeremy from, Jeremy from Boston wrote this in, and he just said he went off to Vermont with Matt once, and uh, he said uh, Matt, Matt used to be able to get the best cousin. That's what he said. Spends the best <laughs> cousin. That's why he wanted to know about Matt. So, Good guy. Uh, nice. Well, it's kind of ironically, he's uh, actually an audio engineer, too. So we could probably use him beside us right now to help things out. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Where north of San Francisco does he live? Do you know? Yeah, uh, Marin County. Oh, Works he is. In okay. Sausalito at a, uh, at, a, at a studio doing a lot of recording. So. Oh, great. I'll have to bust Music, him. TV, video. Good for him. So he's not a beer guy like you? Like you, too? He's a beer guy. He's just not with the brewery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. Is he jealous of your job? Audio's pretty good, but brewery is better. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> He's like, them, them damn brothers of mine just brewing beer every day. <laughs> I think I think he's following his passion for now as well. So. Oh, that's good. All right, uh, folks at home, I want you to go over to trogues.com. Am I pronouncing it right, guys? You got yes. it. Yep. All right, so T-R-O-E-G-S.com. They've got a great website with a lot of good information. So if you've got questions, you can start there over at trogues.com. And uh, you can use our phones, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER, and we'll take your phone calls if you've got questions for either of the guys. Um, so tell me how you guys got started in brewing. Did you do this together? Well, we, we were kind of on two different paths. I was living out, uh, this is Chris, out west in Colorado, going to school and john was um, still back here in philadelphia and we had been talking on the phone back and forth about all these new breweries that were kind of popping up both in the northeast and also the west coast and john and i've always been kind of beer drinkers of course we were trying a lot of the different styles that were kind of being resurrected and uh both kind of contemplated getting into brewing ourselves at least home brewing so um we both bought kits kind of dabbled a little bit in home brewing John then kind of decided to move out west to uh, Boulder, Colorado with me and uh, ended up getting a job at the Oasis Brewing Company, which was a, a brew pub at that time right in downtown Boulder. And, and that's really what kind of, I think, piqued our interest or kind of kicked things off. They pretty much threw him right into the brew house, you know, starting with cleaning the tanks and, and uh, working his way up to an apprentice, you know, pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, well, that's good. So it's a good way to move it, up. Yeah, pretty quickly running, you know, head brewer at the brew pub, and then within a few months after that, also learning how to take care of and run a, a packaging brewery. So was- let me ask you this, guys, especially because most of our listeners are home brewers. You know, you, you said you had started out home brewing, and then you, you go to work at this at this brew pub. Do you feel like you knew how to brew beer before you were at the brew pub, or was it just a huge difference? <laughs> well, I get, it, it was kind of. I guess technically I was doing a lot more home brewing than what John was at the time. He was he was probably traveling and visiting more breweries than I was, but so he kind of I was doing the market research, he was doing the uh, beer brewing research, let's say. Okay. So uh I I I think you're dealing with hops, water, barley and yeast. And uh if it's more or less, 
you know you might be doing a nano brewery that's the same size as a five gallon pot on your kettle okay um, so i don't i don't think there's a huge difference it's just sometimes we have more control than than you would have with a glass carboy in in your in your closet okay i see but some of our you know a lot of our listeners have uh very elaborate uh you know right. brew exactly. system. so so in, in those terms if you have control of everything it's not too different it's it's exactly the same as far as I'm concerned. Hops, water, barley, yeast, and anything else you want to throw in. Okay. Because I feel so. All right. It, as a home brewer, if if we have our system all dialed in, right? We got all this equipment, and then we make an upgrade. Some let's say some big upgrade. Let's say we change the size of our kettle or something. Uh, it takes a couple batches to get used to it, but beyond that, it, it's pretty easy. But to me, when I think of going to a, a big brewery, a 15 barrel brewery or something. It just seems like I would screw it all up. It seems so different. You know, I'm betting that, you know, with your if you started with a five gallon or three gallon concentrate and then worked your way up, you get you get to know how your, your system tastes, how it feels, how it smells, and then how it ferments out and, and, and ultimately those steps are the same steps you're gonna take whether it be you know, five gallons, fifteen gallons, five hundred gallons, hundred barrels. It's all the same. It comes back to your taste buds. Okay. And, you're going to have instincts for brewing, or, or you're not going to have instincts for for brewing. So, I don't, in this case, I don't think size matters. Got it. In this case, in Moscow. every other case, <laughs> better believe it. You know uh, what they say: so, <laughs> someone that says it doesn't matter also has a very small brew kettle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're talking to you, JP. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So you guys founded. You ended up, uh, uh, you know, doing your market research and, and doing your brewery research with other companies. But you founded Trogues in '96. Is that right? Yeah, right. we, we incorporated 96. We started brewing in 97. Okay. And where'd you get the dough to do that? Because it's not cheap, right? <laughs> a giant bank loan. You did? <laughs> how, much, how much to open in 96, if, if you don't mind me asking? It was At that time, it was, it was just under 800000 Okay. Well, and that seems like on the high end back then, too. I know a lot of people give us the million-dollar number, but I feel right. like that was already in the 2000s that they were giving us the million-dollar number. What size brew house was that? We started with a 20-barrel, okay. two-vessel. Right. That's pretty big uh, to start with, too. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't know about the whole size thing. But, uh, <laughs> where, where did you get it? Comparatively. It from another brewery? We, or No, you know, we decided there's a couple things we weren't going to skimp on, a couple things we weren't going to do use. So we have a system designed, well, we designed the system and built at JV Northwest out in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Um, they, they were actually still are a pretty well-known american uh equipment manufacturer yeah uh, do great they do a great job uh so we decided we were going to blow our wad basically on a louder ton we kind of considered that you know the linchpin or the the key of the whole brew house so mill plate screens rakes like went went all out that was by far the most expensive piece in the whole brewery um and then kind of built everything around that and we, the reason we started with 20 barrels is we wanted to hit that ten thousand to twenty thousand barrel mark someday? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so we kind of felt in order to, in order to do that, you know, twenty barrels just kind of the math seemed to work. Now, I hope this isn't a dumb question, but why is the louder ton the center? Why is that the most important piece? Well, we just kind of felt that at the time. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I think you probably argue each piece has its own merits, but the louder ton, you know, that's where you're separating your word out that's where you're you know creating your 
your clear clarity wort-wise. If you don't have good screens, you're going to get a lot of pasture. You're going to get a lot of proteins, a lot of carbohydrates. I mean, you're going to hurt your shelf life, basically. So um, that's where you get your efficiency. Uh, if, you're, if your grain depth's the right grain depth, that's where, that's where most breweries' hang-ups are, are the ladder ton. Now, of course, there's every other place in between that you can either create problems or create good flavor. So it's, it's just a, one piece of the entire puzzle, let's say. Okay. What's well, the heart of my home brew system? I can tell you that right now. I mean, the rest seems like it all happens in the in the mash, as far as I'm concerned. Got it. All right. On the hot side. Okay, right. so you guys opened up in '96, and uh, instant success, or did you have to struggle a bit? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. We we kind of came into it, I guess, as the 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 beer industry was kind of going through a, a little bit of a hiccup. There were a lot of new startups, at least here on the East Coast, that had the uh, ambitions of being large breweries in the first year. So there was a lot of investment bankers that were pumping a lot of money into some Philadelphia breweries, and there was some wheeling and dealing that was going on that was making it difficult for a lot of us smaller guys to to get tap lines at the time. So we, we just kind of stayed right here in Harrisburg, Central PA, and um, just kind of plugged away at our local draft accounts and then slowly kind of worked our way out towards philly in the next you know three to five years so we had our first five years were definitely very tough times and it kind of took us a little while to to kick things in gear central pa is not the most progressive beer town i think it's it's definitely changed quite a bit in the past probably five five plus years but um you know there was always those bass harp guinness lines that were just solid lines that were hard to hard to to take off at that time so right um not to mention chris was right out of school he had a ponytail. He'd walk in to sell beer, and they'd cart him. <laughs> <laughs> right? He can't sell us beer. He's, he's 15. You're not even allowed in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get credibility when they ask you for your ID. Yeah. Time, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hang on. Stop your sales pitch for a second. We're going to need to see your ID. So. Exactly. Uh, I ask a lot of brewers this question. At what point do you, in, in barrels per year did you think that you like hit a went from red ink to black ink? Red to black. Yeah, we, like, we there yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. Bro. We're just kind of re- reanalyzing it. But um, no, I think it was like 5,000 barrels is kind of where we, okay. you know, we were actually starting to, to pay I wouldn't ourselves. Say, yeah, pay ourselves. <laughs> but, the, you know, the tricky part is you, you, you want to run a brewery that can kind of sustain itself for a while, too. And John and I were, you know, wearing a ton of hats. Um, I'd work on the bottling line during the day. Then I'd try to go out and do promos at night, even at 5,000 barrels. And, you know, that... That can be a great lifestyle for a little while, but you know it can get old too. So we've always kind of wanted to get the brewery kind of up and running and, and bring on you know good good people to help work with us, so we can kind of continue our our slow but steady growth. Five thousand barrel days. I was brewing, uh, filtering, and running the filler all at the same time. Wow! So uh, we didn't have a lot of people working here we couldn't afford to so we had friends family aunts uncles grandparents <laughs> right would work at nights on the weekends poor beer, grandma had you know, to clean cakes huh? <laughs> you know, just volunteers were the way we the way we could run we couldn't run that way for long though so no. that was that was really the wake-up call is okay we're finally paying ourselves but we're doing everything yeah. how do right. we how do we well not do every little yeah. bit of work that would have been phase two where you get a life back yeah. yeah. Well, we're still working we're on still that. still working on that. That hasn't happened yet. Okay. Yeah. And by that point, Grandma's like, if I have to stack one more keg for you two, <laughs> I'm sick of yep. this. Now, so I don't know about you two, but me and my brother, we, we would fist fight our way through a, uh, through a lot of things. 
So, are you guys, have you always been able to kind of stay on the same page and, and know where you're going? I guess what I really want to know is, how much are you fighting in that brew house? You know, right now, we, well, actually, I don't know if we ever have. No? No, never really. I mean, we have we have a pretty big portfolio because of that. You know, we each have kind of have our own tastes, but, um, you know, I, I think at least when we started, we were both doing everything, and now uh, it's kind of divided. You know, John John really focuses on kind of running the brew house and the uh, the brewery side of it, and and I'm, I'm much more kind of geared towards the sales, marketing, and accounting. So, okay, you know, we we still kind of share ideas and and uh decisions but you know we're kind of leading due to two different charges right now for the brewery well that's boring i really want the american chopper of the brew world so i can <laughs> set some cameras over there you know what i mean uh, <laughs> can't help you there sorry yeah it's too bad that's okay good for you guys at least tell me you have a sweet fu manchu <laughs> somebody does yeah. right those chops hanging down uh, okay, now so you said you have a pretty big portfolio because you guys have a lot of ideas. How many beer? How many different beers are we talking? You guys do? It keeps changing, but uh, right right now, you know, we kind of stick by our five year round, and uh, we rotate seasonals through at least five a year. But um, so I'd, I'd say eleven on average throughout the year. But then our scratch beer series, we try to have one that comes out every month. So and our, our our whole scratch beer series is kind of our experimental batch series where we're trying trying different ingredients and uh kind of different ingredients different techniques and um you know i don't know what we're up to number 46 i think right now 45 we just 45. brewed 46 nice so they everything's just numbered we don't uh, we don't put names on them because we don't want to get too attached okay. to scratch beers we just kind of learn from that process and hopefully apply it apply it to the next beer we you know as you guys know as brewers you like you like to try new things and constantly want to try new stuff so yeah we've actually enjoyed doing the the scratch beer so much that in our new brewery that we're building we basically build a brew house and a cellar dedicated just to small batch brewing uh, so it's a you know 15 barrel system for 20 hectoliter or 15 barrel fermenters um, you know the lab to support it so basically we'll be running a new one brew house to produce more beer the other brew house just to brew scratch beers just for no other reason to serve in-house uh in our tasting room and in our you know our own lounge upstairs for us the tricky part is we're not a brew pub so we don't have um you know that captive audience is coming into the brewery every day so it's hard to have a huge selection we pretty much have to find a home for every bottle or keg that we uh that we brew we can only drink so much here mm. you know we um <laughs> right a lot, but there's about 52 of us right now that run the brewery, and we kill about 150 cases a month. But wow, I don't think we can go too much over that. <laughs> nice work, guys. You're doing all right. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So you have a your brew house now is 30 barrels, right? Not your 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 brew house is 30 barrels, but your experimental is like 15. They don't have that right. You guys, you're breaking up on us there. Oh, can you my. hear us okay? We just kind of we were a little little light on the sound there. Can you hear me now? Oh, um, might have lost you. It, you it, lost it. I can still hear you guys, though. Sounds great. You can still here. hear us okay? Yeah. Something yep. went out on your audio. Okay. Hmm. Are you back now? Sounds like you're whispering sweet nothings to us. Well, that's no fun. No, we were. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Mm. How about now? You got me back? Mm. I might have to hang up on you and call back. All right. Let me do that. What's what's doing? <laughs> well, that's weird. What's he doing? <laughs> that is, right? Everything was going great. Mm. Right in the middle. I went to the phone. I'm wondering if it's a... I replaced about 10 different pieces of equipment in the studio since our last show, so I'm wondering how much of it got screwed up. You guys back? 
Yeah, we're we can here. hear you fine now. That's oh, great. How about that? So I was just asking. Uh, I'm gonna. I might lose you again. I, I, I have a feeling I, I know what happened. We're gonna try it anyway. Um, but I was just about to ask you. You have a 30 barrel system. Is your is your everyday system right? Right, right now. But you're experimenting on a 15 barrel system. Well, right now we're experimenting on a 30 barrel system because we only have one. Oh, um, I see. Okay. So scratch beers, you just do one one brew through the brew house. Got it. I'm glad to hear you guys are cracking bottles open back there. I'll tell you that. Your audio is working fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just cleaning up. Uh, All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to try to go to the phones, and that might have been what made you drop, but we'll find out right now. I got uh, Scott from Pittsburgh is on the line, and I think he's got a question for you. So let's see if this works. Scott, you with us? Yep, yep, I'm right here. You got it. Can you guys still hear over there, John? And- absolutely. Great. Yep, absolutely. All right, Chris. Back. Uh, all right, Scott, what do you got for the guys? Uh, yeah, I was just wondering. My wife and I have been uh, collecting cases of Mad Elf now since I think about two, 2007, 2008. And we were just wondering about how long we should be keeping that. Stuff. We noticed that it's been losing a little bit of cherry every year and getting a little bit more boozy, uh, you know, the longer we go back and just wondering how long we should be keeping it. Guys? Uh, we're, we're kind of learning from that whole process ourselves. I think we kind of, we're, we're finding that it really depends on what you like about the Mad Elf on, on how long you should age it. I think the, uh, you know, that pepperiness of the yeast that we're using definitely kind of dies off pretty quickly. So if, if you really like that kind of Belgian in, inspiration, you know, we'd recommend having it fresh. Um, if you do like the cherries to become a little more rounded, a little more sweet, a little more plum, um, anywhere between 12 and 18 months, I think, is kind of where it's going to peak. But once we get into that two-plus years, you know, I think it, you know, you're kind of on the backside of that beer. I don't really think it's going to improve too much with uh, uh, with cellaring. So unless you're into the, the cognac style of aging, if you really want that, that kind of boozy, sipping, you know, uh, brandy snifter type type thing going on. You know, we when we when we first oh, we basically built a brewery to get fresh beer right off the line. Um, the Mad Elf started to kind of change that a little bit. That was the first beer that we have actually laid down and aged. We've done a couple more since then. Um, but the whole thing about aging is personal preference. So it kind of, it's going to change, it's going to develop. And just like, you know, fine wine, if you cellar it properly, you might like that change. If you don't, then, you know, you're not going to like it, unfortunately. It's kind of interactive at that point. Who is that, John or Chris? That's John. John. John, that is an excellent answer that I think we haven't gotten a lot. And I, you really kind of struck a chord with me because uh, I do like those older kind of sherry or brandy flavors coming out. If it starts to taste like a basement and it gets a little musty and the alcohol does come up in it, but if it's still got a big malt background, I really like that. But a lot of our brewers come on and just talk about, you know, uh, well, it, you know, once it's past its due date, that, that's about it. So I really like that you're addressing kind of a personal preference for aging those beers. Even if they're aged perfectly, they still really, there's a point for some palates that it's just not going to be good anymore. That's that's the thing. Beer is personal preference. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't want to sit around and say, hey, drink it now or else. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's very, beer in general is very personal. So, so Scott, what do you think? Do you got to start cracking those open now or can you hold on to them? Uh, you know what? I think I might take about a five-year-old case down to Fatheads for beer camp this week, and nice. crack the case nice. open there. there we go. And the rest well, of it, I'll keep for myself. So little, little Christmas in July, absolutely. Yeah, yep. exactly. And you guys got to come back to Pittsburgh to Fatheads and uh, have a little thing down there with Gwen and Matt. So I'd love to, man. Fatheads was awesome to us, dude. Great, great. Sounds good. All right, thanks for the call, brother. 
Hey, thanks, man. All right. That's Scott from uh, Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. The interesting thing is uh, Fathead's just bought our brew house. Oh, there we go. Could be they in good have, hands. Huh? They can have some of that beer that they that you guys made. <laughs> yeah, Fathead's was just great beer. Yeah? Yeah, it's good I remember you talking there. about it. You couldn't shut up about it. No, it was just real nice. Yeah, you wouldn't shut up about well, it. Well, and... and uh, mainly the sandwiches, I guess, right? The sandwiches were good, and the, and the beer was, was real good, too. Yep. Uh, all right, hey, so guys, can you hang on through a quick break? I got to take care of some sponsors, and then we'll come back and uh, do some more of this fun stuff. Yep, no problem. Good. All right, let me do that. Uh, you are listening to John and Chris uh, from Trogues Brewing Company. They're hanging out with us today. And uh, if you've got questions, you can call eight 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 four zero one beer and get your questions answered. Uh, we'll take them on the line. Uh, otherwise, we're going to take care of some sponsors right now. And when we come back, more from Trogues. It's the session on a Monday. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Hello? Hey, Drew, it's Push. You want to do some lunch? Oh, I can't. I'm reading something important. What? John, it's Push. One. Hey, this is John, and I'm busy reading right now, so please... What is going on? This is Sven. Hey, you busy? Yeah, I am. I'm reading Gordon's new book. From Brewers Publications and the only home brewer to win the coveted National Homebrew Competition Ninkasi Award three times comes a complete look at technical, practical, and creative homebrewing. Brewing Better Beer by Gordon Strong. What sets this book apart is its insistent focus on what's important for the homebrewer. Like a great beer, it's extremely well-balanced. A mix of technical, practical, and creative advice that, if taken to heart, will make your beer a whole lot better. You'll learn Gordon's techniques and philosophy, recipes and tips to take your homebrew to the next level. Brewing Better Beer, master lessons for advanced homebrewers. Proudly available now from Brewers Publications. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside 
poolside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops, hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. <laughs> you know. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Beer bottle mama, you're the gal for me. Beer bottle mama, you suit me to a T. Now you love beer and I love gin with the two. Together we're bound to win. Beer bottle mama, you're the one for me. Just the other day, I stopped at a cabaret. I heard a barfly say to a barfly cross the way. Beer bottle mama, you're the gal for me. Beer bottle mama, you suit me to a tee. Now you love beer and I love gin with the two. Together we're bound to win. Beer bottle mama, you're the one for me.
mama, you're the gal for me. Beer bottle mama, you suit me to a T. Now you love beer and I love gin with the two. Together we're bound to win. Beer bottle mama, you're the one for me. Across the way, beer bottle mama, you're the gal for me. Beer bottle mama, you suit me to a T. Now you love beer and I love gin with the two. Together we're bound to win. Beer bottle mama, you're the gal for me. The Brewcaster, the Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We are talking to Chris and John. Is it also pronounced Trogner or is it Trogner? Trogner. It's Trogner. All right. And so what is Trogs? Like a nickname? Exactly. Okay. And something really easy to say late night at a bar that I would remember. <laughs> hey, give me a Trogs. It's <laughs> perfect. It does work. That's pretty smart marketing. One of you is good at that. <laughs> I see that, uh, was it uh, John that you went to Siebel as well? Siebel, Davis, Stillman's, Weinsteffen. Really? A little, bit of, a little bit of classes at a lot of places. What one did you like best? Uh, um, I, I know they, they all had their 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 perks. I, probably Davis. I like yeah. I like the the Davis course. I mean, the course was fun, and we got to go to Sierra Nevada and a couple other places. So Did right. the girls put out in Davis a little bit more than in Weinsteffen? <laughs> That's what it was. Not so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you take Charlie Bamforth's class, or was it? It did. You did. Yeah. Uh, well, I took a. They don't. Offer, they don't offer the class anymore. It was something like the latest and greatest engineering, whatever techniques or, or ongoings at Brewery. So I see. Bamforth, David Ryder, uh, uh, the whole crew. David Ryder is now like the big wig at Coors, right? He's like the head of brewing operations at Coors, I think. Yeah, he was Miller then. Yes. Uh, same yeah. now. It's Miller Coors now, so it's, he's probably he could still just be on the same side. Right. Uh, right. Oh, that's some that's some good guys to be taking courses from, man. It, absolutely, they were they were a lot of fun too. Lots, you know, King of Foam and uh, the King of Tetra Hops at the time. So, lots of really great brains to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Bamforth is cool. He was just on our TV show, and he was telling us uh, that the UC Davis Brewing Science Program is now number two, the number two most popular program on on campus or class on campus. His his introduction to, to brewing science is number the number one uh, favorite class at UC Davis. Homemade porn, sex ed, sex ed, beer, or human sexuality, or whatever it is. You know, what's the third favorite class? Health. 
which Bamforth says he's also working on. So some sort of health class he's got number three. So he prides himself that UC Davis's uh, you know student body priorities are sex, beer, and health. That's how it goes. That's how it goes down the in list. that order. In that order. Yeah. Oh man, I'm going to go get laid tonight. I need to drink a lot of beer. I wonder how that affects my health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drink it unfiltered. With plenty of vitamin B. All <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So before the break, when we were talking about aging beers from one of our callers, you guys mentioned Mad Elf, and a lot of listeners wrote in about this beer. And in general, their 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 statements were: please ask for as much information as possible on. On Mad Elf. So uh, I can see that this is a pretty big beer. It's an 11% beer, and it's your seasonal ale. What can you tell us about the malt and the hops, and, and give us the rundown on this beer? You know, basically, we're using uh, sweet and sour cherries uh, on a lot of them. Uh, I want to say three or four, about three pounds per gallon, something like that. Wow. Where do you use them in the brew? Well... That we actually put into fermentation. So okay, um, we're using you know the backbone of the whole beer is a ton of Munich malt. Uh, you know to bring the gravity up, to bring the the, the mouth feel up. Um, the standard boil, not too crazy there. Um, fermentation though, that's where it kind of gets tricky. You know the yeast we're using gives a real kind of spicy, peppery, almost allspice flavor. But it's extremely difficult uh, to control. With, not that you control any yeast, but hmm. uh, it, took a, it took us a long time to figure out how to grow it up, how to pitch it, how much oxygen, how to let it grow, uh, until it got to too big of a colony. If too big of a colony, you, you just can't get it clear. Uh, so it um, just won't later, drop out at all. You mean it won't? It won't drop out. I mean, you could. It, it's like they have their own life rafts. They, they just—it's ridiculous. Okay. So at the end of end of high croizen, we pitch the cherries um, and wait a very long time for it to kind of flocculate out. But <laughs> to um, kind of flocculate, <laughs> but yeah. it's it's a dark beer, I imagine, or is it light? And you can't. It's red. Oh, it's, it's red. Right. Okay. Color of cherries. Uh, one one thing I forgot to mention was in the in the brew kettle right at the end of boil, we use a quite a bit of local honey. So that's what gives it. Not much sweetness because that ferments out pretty well, but a really nice floral kind of a lot of it. It's it's basically wildflower honey, so you get that uh, strong aroma uh, component um, through the actual honey. Okay, sounds like a really complicated beer. Actually, that sounds awesome. <laughs> well, very interesting. What's what's the basic nature of this yeast? Is it a Belgian yeast or what? What's the what class? Yes, okay. Belgian Belgian based yeast. Yeah. Absolutely. What temperature are you uh, fermenting at? Uh, well, we start at, I don't know, 62 and let it rise over a few days to about 75. Wow, okay. We, we've tried it getting, letting it get a little hotter than that, but then it also gets a little hotter. So Okay. You, you can, the, the goal here is not to necessarily smell or taste the alcohol. Um, it's kind of like a, a really good double bock. Uh, you know, German brewmaster once said, you don't know, you know how good a double bock is in, until you stand up. So <laughs> that's a great piece of advice. And to sit right back down. And it's true. Uh, you know, when we get uh, examples and commercial samples of beer in here, you know, one of my favorite comments is 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 finding out how much alcohol is in the beer, but then being able to not you know, just taste a great malt profile and not that heat. You know, that's the goal. We want to taste. We want to taste the yeast and the cherries. The honey supports it, and the malt's what holds it up. Basically, okay. all right. 
Now, is it Belgian yeast in in like a Chimay kind of way? Does is it very estery, or is it kind of a mellow uh, Belgian yeast? It's ridiculously estery. It is okay. <laughs> Which sounds great to go with cherries and honey, actually. That that was the idea, kind of not quite a banana milkshake with cherries and honey, but you know you're you're on your way there. Okay. And so one of our listeners wrote in. He was checking out your website when he found out you were going to be on here, and was he says according to your website, and I didn't check this out, so it might be wrong. But he says according to your website, you only use Pilsner malt as base malt for all your beers. Is that right? For the base malt, yep, we use uh, Pilsner malt for everything. So that surprises me a little because when I'm looking through your background, it sounds like you guys wanted to start and, and kind of pride yourself on like an English ale type of brewery, but with an American twist. So to see Pilsner malt all over it is more like a, it's still European, but not really English, is it? Well, it's also grown in the Midwest and malted in Canada and Wisconsin, so. Okay, okay. <laughs> And but also it's a little bit unique to to use all Pilsner malt as your base and not and not a standard two row. Well, well, it is a two row. It's just a, yeah. a you know nice crisp clean version. Just kind of think of the or we think of the the base malt as the canvas. Okay, and then, and we kind of build up from there. So we we start with our our sunshine pills is what that malt's for. You know we we chose our base based on our Pilsner. Okay. And then after that, you can build that malt into pretty much anything by adding Munich or adding Vienna or adding caramel malt or any home brewer knows you can you can really build. It's hard to make it lighter. It's easy to make it darker, easy to make it fuller, easier to make it stronger in flavor. So we just like starting with pills as uh, basically the canvas. Okay. Yeah. Now, Tasty, you've talked about using pills and IPAs and things, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I have a lot of my beers. I use a big percentage of uh, Pilsner malt. Uh, but it's not your major base malt. No. And it, to me, it just gives the beers a, a better like beer backbone, more of a beer flavor. Okay. Uh, but like like they're saying, it's just a uh, just a starting point. Uh, right. And especially if you don't, if you use like a uh, lager yeast, uh, you're not you're going to get a certain flavor out of Pilsner malt. But if you use like a ale yeast. It's gonna it's gonna taste a lot more like what you're considering to be like you know pale malt. Okay. It's not as pilsnery, if you will. I see. Especially if you make big beers and you're adding, you know, lots of adjuncts or big crystal malts or, in this case of the, uh, the Mad Elf, you know, cherries and uh, honey and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, it's good you say that because I do think of a of that kind of crisp but but corn flavor when I think of a Pilsner, which That's I really enjoy. The yeast. That's in a yeast a flavor there, I think. Yeah. You think it's so? either yeah. the yeast or sometimes people are actually using maize or, or flaked oh, corn. Okay, like that. So you'll actually taste that then. Got but, it. Uh, okay. This is very uh, almost straw-like in flavor and aroma. There's zero corn. I, I have a adversity to corn. So. Oh, you do? <laughs> Well, everyone's palate is sensitive to something, too, so that makes sense if you're using a lot of pills, you know. Well, who's yeah. your maltster for this pilsner? What's that? Who's, who's the maltster uh, for the... Cargill. Okay. Oh, Cargill's can... Euro, Euro pills. All right. All right. We can get that, right? Yeah. After the holiday shop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. And so, now, why the sweet and sour cherries, and in in what form are you are you using these in the Mad Elf? Are, is this like an extract or, or real cherries? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not real big into extracts uh, unless we make them ourselves. But uh, we're using uh, sweet and sour sour puree, really. So okay. The, the cherries are for now. I'm actually working with a, a local orchard to change that. But for now, 
Uh, you know, they're, they're harvested, cleaned, washed, pitted, pureed, and then uh, packed into mylar pouches for us. Um, we go through close to 60,000 pounds a year. Wow. Um, uh, just for Mad Elf. <laughs> just for that one beer. <laughs> just for one beer. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of... A lot of work, but uh, we like how it tastes. So we, we blend them together. The the sweet obviously adds sweetness and color, and the tart is just that. It's acidity. It's very, very tart. Not a lot of cut color, um, but a huge part of that, that flavor. So uh, I'm a huge fan of Lambic and sour beer. If I were to taste this, would I think that it was like a yeast-derived sourness or, or, or tartness, or can you really tell that it's the fruit? Uh, it's it's nowhere near like a lambic. I it's mean, not, okay. Once once you dive into that lactic fermentation, which I love as well, uh, it's completely different in in character. This is this is more, you know, almost like cherry pie mixed with a little honey and and uh, a nice, really nice malt backbone from like a, a double or triple bock type thing. Okay, got it. So so what do you mash this beer at? You're, you're obviously looking for a higher a higher uh, residual sugar to offset the tartness. Uh, actually. You know, that's not how we roll. We, okay. When we mash, we want to get everything we possibly can out of that malt. Sure. Okay, so you're mashing so for a low finish. Uh-huh. We're we're getting. We we probably hit five or six different temperatures in our mash. We start very low, uh, started probably like fifty six C, and then all the way up to you know seventy two five. So you have so a jacketed get, mash tun or a lauder tun? Huh? What's that? You have a jacketed uh, mash tun. Yeah, our mash kettle's you know jacketed, uh, insulated, and then has a mixer on it, and then nice. fuzzy logic controller. So we, we literally put in what we want, and it it'll do it for us. And nice. that that's really nice because then it makes you learn what the temperatures do because you can screw things up pretty easily. And you can so. be consistent, which means then it's then driven by recipe. Exactly. Then when the malt changes, if the protein's high or the you know beta glucans are high, we can change the mash and kind of compensate for it, nice. which is really nice. Nice. So, so, and then the uh, raising the fermentation temperature—that's all part of driving the the attenuation. You know, when you it's, it's kind of bring out certain flavors in that yeast. Oh, I see. You know, we're really searching for that allspice flavor. Right. Um, so, and that 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 yeast doesn't really like to produce that. It like to produce banana. Okay. And, and you know, I like a little banana, but you know, I don't need a banana milkshake. Right. So agreed. We do a really low pitching rate, like ridiculously low pitching rate, and and very little oxygen, um, and it'll so it'll go from like three million cells per milliliter to one hundred and fifty to two hundred in a couple of days, which is a ridiculous growth curve. Right. Um, not really textbook, and that's that's what we found gives us that kind of allspice flavor. The esters that you're looking for. Right, exactly. So is is that low pitch, you know, literally to stress out the yeast or just to slow down the amount of yeast that will end up in there? It's to, it's to increase the number of times it divides. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if it's actually stressing it out, but when we would do a high pitch, you you would get like 350 million cells per milliliter of yeast. It's a, it's a milkshake. It's a murky milkshake. Got it. So you're, you're still getting that division, but you're ending up with a huge colony at that point. So... You'd use up your nutrients in your work too fast. So okay. Lower pitching rate, you get the same number of divides, um, but you have your nutrients longer. Is kind of what we're deducing, and we get the flavor we like. It all comes down to the flavor. If you really want that banana, you know, chimay flavor, yeah, pitch high and let it rip. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, that's a totally up to you. Right. Now, do you, you we, we've talked about free rising here on the show, both as homebrewers and with, with pro brewers. Uh, a lot of times when we do it, we hold it at the cooler temperature for a few days to get through that, that real you know, first couple of, of real primary fermentation, and then go ahead and let it free rise after that. Are you just letting it go from the get-go, or do you also kind of hold it down there for a bit? This beer, we're, you know, it takes us probably 18 hours to fill a tank. It's five brews. Actually, it's six brews to fill a tank. Wow. So okay. we're knocking out consistently at that lower temperature and then let it free ride. And it generally takes... Yeah, a day and a half, let's say, to rise that high. Okay. We really, we really wanted to get it cranking before those glycol jackets turn on. Those chilling jackets, if you're not careful, it knocks our yeast right out of solution. So, okay. Some yeast is more prone to that than others. Like our LE yeast, it could care less. You can throw, you can do whatever you want to it, and it's just going to rock. Right. Um, this yeast is, is kind of finicky. Our dream, our Dreamweaver yeast, our um, our uh, Hefeweizen is ridiculously finicky. So we, we have to let it free rise for, for quite a while. Um, same with Saison. So Saison, we let it get to like 95, 90 or higher. Okay. But. So let me ask you this. You're talking about these couple different fin- finicky yeast strains. It seems to me that there are so many yeasts available to you. Uh, why not pick another one that gets, gets, gets closer to the flavor that you want or close to the flavor, I should say, but is easier to work with? It's not such a big pain in the ass kind of boring isn't it it is a little boring yeah but i'm lazy so i'm thinking if it's my brewery i'm going oh what will do the same thing but that i have to work with less is it really that you can't get the, the same flavors you're looking for with a less finicky yeast we yeah we, we i mean we try to coax the flavors out of the yeast that either it wants to give or we really want yeah and these are the ones we've kind of settled on just trial and error and okay and playing around with them you know the the one thing Along those lines, with our Dreamweaver yeast, it is a pain in the butt. Um, but we basically designed our lab around keeping that yeast happy. Okay. Uh, going forward, we've just built uh, an open fermenter room. So we went old school, chopped the tops off of some tanks, and and let them, you know, let this hefeweizen yeast froth up and spill over, and we'll be able to top crop now. So nice. And that's to go to take the easy way, basically. So now we're we're top cropping the the best yeast every time, and that's to maintain that peppery, clove, spicy, slightly banana flavor. Okay. When you say you cut the top off of, of are you talking like tall cylindrical uh, fermenters that you chop the tops off of, or or short, shallow ones? If you ch- yeah, if you check out tall tall cone bottom tanks, if you check out our blog, I have a whole blog based on why we did this. Oh, okay. It, it even has the design of the tanks on there, I think. Um, and it's just basically, if you look at a you know two-to-one ratio, 60-degree you know, cone unitank, and top the, just top it off or chop the top off, and that's, that's what we built. I don't think I've ever seen that before. No, I haven't seen that. That's pretty cool. So then you've got that in sort of a room that's got the uh, air control and stuff like that? Right, right. So it's okay. a positive pressure HEPA-filtered room. I see. So you know, you don your clean suit on. You, oh. you step in your your bucket of sanitizer. Oh. When you open the door, it literally blows air, <laughs> blows you over as you walk in. <laughs> nice. And then you're in, and you're in a HEPA filtered room, so it's probably as clean as a, or it will be. We, we're not running this yet, but it will be mm-hmm. as clean as like an operating room. It, it it changes the, it forces. I think it's twenty times the volume of air an hour into that room. Wow. 
Which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's way too positive. Yeah. You sound like a germaphobe, just like me. Yeah. So yeah. it's still open fermentation? <laughs> I mean. Open fermentation. Very nice. Okay. So the other question that I got a lot, and, and you, it sounded to me the way I was delivered the question in so many emails that you guys get this question a lot, too. Um, <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. Everybody wants to know about Nugget Nectar. and. Uh-huh. So I'll just lay, I'll give it to you straight, guys. Every time uh, we get a, a guest on the show, um, we always ask for a, a, a recipe because our homebrewers just love to, to clone the beer and the best they can do. In fact, we do a whole other show called Can You Brew It where our guys try to clone the beer for our listeners, uh, which we'd love to have you on, by the way. Um, sure. But uh, whether or not you're willing to give the recipe, which would be fantastic, as much as you would like to tell us about Nugget Nectar, it was the single uh, most popular question that I got from everybody. Apparently, and I've never had this beer, but apparently you're doing something right. You know, uh, uh, a friend of mine, a mall that I used to brew with out in Colorado, writes for Zymergy now. And uh, years ago, he came up with a clone for Nugget Nectar that was almost the exact recipe. All right, nice. I, I couldn't believe it. Without your help. Well, we, we talked, and, okay. and he's, had, he's had the beer, but um, I didn't necessarily give him the whole recipe. Okay. Uh, but the key is, you know, you have to start with a really clean yeast. So pick one that you have control over that doesn't produce a lot of esters or a lot of flavor. So like a Cal Ale from White Labs or something. Yeah, right. Okay. Cal Ale or Cal Ale 2, whatever. Um, as long as you have, you know, a little bit of you know, strong growth and, and good good aeration, you should be good. Okay. Uh, you know, probably uh, homebrewing wise, it's a little challenging. So maybe eighty percent Vienna malt. Um, something re- seems ridiculously high. Like you're almost it like, does, I, yeah. I, should I really be doing this? And <laughs> yes, I should really be doing that. Why? Uh, Why so much Vienna? What does it? What does it give? Uh, it'll give the kind of almost fruity, malty backbone to the beer. Because um, then you're going to hit it with with Nugget and Simcoe hops. So Nugget Nectar, that's where the hot name comes from. That gives a real spicy pepperiness. Okay. And then uh, the Simcoe, as long as you pick the uh, the mango Simcoe and not the cat urine Simcoe. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful on that one. Oh, really? It's, um, it's awful. I don't know why people do that. It's terrible. <laughs> well, if you get the mango one, uh, you know, it's, it's nice and fruity. Okay. Use that, you know, at the middle hop and at the end hop. And then... Um, for us, we've had a lot of success with a, with an actual hopback vessel. So, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about hopback vessels before. Yeah, sure. For us, it's right after the whirlpool. We pack the hopback full of whole flower hops, um, mostly Simcoe, a little bit of tomahawk, and uh, that gives kind of that stinky citrus, rotten grapefruit flavor. And then um, run the hot wort through it. It's only in there a minute or two. Passes right out. Goes right to the fermenter. So you're gassing off that leafy green cat urine vol- volatile. Okay. You're getting, you're getting that you know rotten grapefruit, spicy, piney goodness. Uh, that's where you're getting your aroma from. Um, now, if that's not hoppy enough, just dry hop it. Do you guys dry hop it as well? It looks like you do here. I'm looking yep. at your with Nugget and Warrior. It's yeah, and a few more, but yeah. Okay. It's um in a hundred barrel tank. I think we use hundred and. 30 pounds of hops for dry hopping. Wow. Okay. Uh, of all, like, 9 alpha, 9 to 15, 9 to 18 alpha. So it's kind of silly, but it's not, <laughs> overly, it's not overly hoppy. Like, you're not going to, I mean, I'm 
you guys are out west, so you're right. used to hops. It's not going to burn your taste buds by any means, but um, but, but that's where the that's where that Vienna malt comes in. That really nice malty backbone to it. So a lot of depth, a lot of complexity. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at you know I'm looking at your site, and you guys do a great job of describing the beer anyway. I mean, it's uh, you gave us a couple more details, which I think helps out, like by telling us it's a ridiculous eighty percent amount of Vienna that helps us piece it together. But you're already given a pretty damn good amount of info on your site, so that's pretty cool for for beer geeks, you know. Yeah, we not only do we lift out pretty much everything, um, especially on for our new brewery. If you if you go onto our blog, we have our our plans, we have you know how the tanks are designed, how the malt rooms designed. Like we we kind of went a little. Uh, off kilter let's say um to the beer geek to to someone that you know hey i want to build a brewery they can look on there and, and take the plans if they want got it okay that's the kind of transparency i've been looking for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right <laughs> it's about time someone delivered 93 i like that you say 93 ish ibus which yeah. uh we're starting to learn i like this ish uh, remark because so many brewers are like no it's 110 ibus yeah all right, exactly. whatever. Right. You tell them they're full of shit. <laughs> I do now. Yeah. I didn't before I got to talk to Charlie Bamforth because then I didn't know shit. But right. once I talk to Charlie, now I can confidently yeah. say you're full of shit. So yeah, you know, as brewers, we're kind of using a number as a, a a gauge of how much hop it is. But really, we call it perceived hops. So you're you're kind of giving them a, a a guideline to hey, this is a pretty hoppy beer, rather than okay, in a lab it tested at this number. Right. We all know. If in a lab is completely different than your taste buds. It is, and that's a good point. And I'm certainly not trying to take away from brewers that do post those high numbers. It's just nice to to have the distinction where you're saying you know perceived. Um, and for the listeners, I'll, I'll just I'll let you in on the Bamforth conversation. It was a short and and great conversation for me. In one of our challenges for the TV show, we asked our home brewers to brew us a beer over 100 IBUs, and then <laughs> we we and then we measured it in Charlie's lab. We wanted it measured. Um, so I asked Charlie, I said, you know, how, how difficult is it to get over 100 IBUs? And he said, well, it, it's not impossible. And he said, I don't really get the beers that you guys are talking about to test. He's essentially an Anheuser-Busch lab, and they work with a lot of lighter beers. So he wasn't saying that he knew definitively, um, you know, that it was impossible. He had never seen it personally. No one has ever given him a beer that measured over 100 IBUs. On top of that, the cool piece of information that he gave me was that the higher alcohol the beer, which is what these big hoppy beers tend to be, right. the harder it is to get the IBUs into the beer, into solution itself. Uh, right. A lower alcohol beer, you would have a better chance of making over 100 IBUs. But then, of course, you might not have the backbone to let that beer be drinkable at all. So he was just saying, you get into higher alcohol, it becomes very, very difficult to get over 100 IBUs. That being said, one of our brewers, I think, got to 93 in a nice. seven a 7.5% beer. Got all the way up to 93, mm-hmm. tested in the lab, which I thought was pretty impressive. So, how, did, how did it actually taste? Not bad, surprisingly. pretty good, yeah. <laughs> it was not bad. Well, tell you, it, it was a short turnaround that we gave him, and it had a little bit of um, a diacetyl in the finish, mm-hmm. but the diacetyl helped in this particular case. Uh, <laughs> Chris White from White Labs was one of our judges, and yeah. I think he was the guy who said, you know, the diacetyl is very present, but because of the high bitterness and the high alcohol in this beer, I'm kind of liking it because it finished pretty dry, and the diacetyl has given me a little bit of sweetness to, to back it up. He ended up advancing to the next episode because of it, you know, because wow. of that sweetness, yeah. Hmm. So. But they did well. So anyway, I just thought I'd let you guys... I mean, Bamforth is just great to talk to. 
And I didn't know that before. I didn't know that it would be alcohol dependent on how easy it was to get IBUs. Well, in. it's the sugar content dependent. The alcohol is on the fermentation side. You're talking about in the boil. Okay. How much utilization? Just the gravity. You're right. Gravity dependent. Yeah. Right. In that sense. I think that's what he meant by alcohol. Yeah. 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 He talks to me like I'm stupid, which is really good for me to be able to deliver the information. It's a good way to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably why he said alcohol. He knew I could relate to that. Yeah. I think he took it a little too far by calling you a retard. That didn't <laughs> yeah. really seem necessary. But see, I thought the punch and junk was where the line should have been drawn <laughs> but it was it was all fine by me yeah. so when is the nugget nectar available i see it seasonal give us uh, let the fans know when they can get it we, we usually start the year off with the nugget nectar so it's early uh, january and we just kind of rip right through it through march okay it comes and goes pretty fast i mean it's, it's definitely our probably our most popular seasonal that we're brewing right now beautiful yeah like i said a lot of people wrote in about it. here's the email just so you guys know here's one from tommy uh, please try to pry the recipe for Nugget Nectar uh, from the brothers. Um, uh, could you find out... Uh, oh, here's another question about it. Also, could you find out if they changed their recipe for that beer, as this year's seemed um, a lot more bitter than last year's, according to Tommy? No, it? no. We we, uh, we try to keep it as consistent as we possibly can. Okay. Uh, he finishes just by saying these guys are a real staple on the East Coast, and I think it's great you guys have uh, got an interview with them. So he's thanking cool. us for getting Thank you. Uh, you guys having trouble getting Simcoe this year? We we've contracted quite a few years of hops, so okay. Now we we have we actually have enough hops to almost do double the Nugget Nectar this year. Wow, beautiful! We have we're, we're just paying a high amount. We're just paying a lot of money for <laughs> <laughs> right? But we got them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, and so uh, and I mentioned it just quickly earlier, but I think it's just a testament to you told us your story about your your beginnings and taking five years to get somewhere. But um, you're about to build a, a sixty barrel brew house now, is that right? Uh, brew house wise, well, we have a fifteen barrel and a hundred barrel. Oh wow! Okay, I see. I'm looking Not- at your current facility. In my notes say a thirty barrel uh, capacity, but you're doubling to sixty at a new facility. Or That's not right. Thirty thousand barrels 30, a year capacity. Yeah, thirty thousand barrels. That's we're, what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we're cranking about thirty thousand barrels. Thirty three thousand barrels right now. Um, the next brewery to start, we could if we really needed to open at sixty, but we don't. We don't need that much beer. You don't. Okay. <laughs> No. You're, uh, you guys are in Pennsylvania, Jersey, New York, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Delaware, Ohio, Massachusetts, and Virginia. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, pretty much the Mid-Atlantic region. Okay. And for us, that's uh, you know a three- to five-hour drive pretty much from Harrisburg. So Boston's kind of a stretch, but it's such a great beer town. We just wanted to be a part of it. Right. Oh, that's a good idea. Boston people are loyal, too. If they like your beer, you're in good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, I really appreciate you spending time with us. Is there anything you need to announce? Any beers coming out that we don't know about? We love exclusive press, man. We've been tinkering around a little bit with um, not quite an IPA. We called it an, an Imperial or Imperial Pale Ale. Okay. So we've got a couple of different scratch beers coming out, and we're hoping that uh, coming in the fall time we'll have a very small release of um, we call it Perpetual IPA. That's going to be in a 22-ounce bottle. Should be out, hopefully, by Labor Day. Great. And you guys, just, do you do kegs and 22-ounce bottles? You do, do you do uh, six-packs, too? What do you guys do? Yep, we do. We do, do uh, half-kegs, six-stools, six-packs, 22-ounce bottles. Um, 750 cork cage. Yep. All right. Great. Whatever it takes. 
<laughs> All right, Chad, you're going to have to call up uh, their brother, Matt, and see if we can get some trogues out here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not allowed to send it officially because that's not legal, but you know, maybe Matt can hook us up. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. There you go. <laughs> but the guy with the dreadlocks must not care about the law? No, he doesn't care. <laughs> of course he doesn't care. And he's that if he's friends... next week, so maybe he can chuck some back for you. Oh, there nice. we go. If he's friends with Chad, he really doesn't care about the law. That's a guarantee. <laughs> You're friends with Chad, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thanks, guys. I do appreciate your time and, and hanging out with us. You have a lot of fans that are our listeners, so it was good to be Thanks. able to talk to you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us on. Yep. All right. We'll probably bug you about a Kenny Brewett episode, too, if you don't mind. We'll have our guy call you do a little interview for that. Absolutely. No Beautiful. problem. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your time. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. There you go, guys. John and Chris from Trogues Brewing Company out there in uh, Pennsylvania, and a lot of fun. The guy knows John knows who he's doing out there. A little bit, right? That's a that's a lot of school he went to. Yeah, man, it's a lot of travel for school too. Yeah, I mean, that's all over the place. I want to get John and the Dan in on the same studio. You know, play from, Stump from, the Brewer and just play Stump the Brewer together. They could be like the the dream team. I think. Oh, man. When, <laughs> when can we get Jason in here? Uh, <laughs> that guy too. <laughs> that guy's a dick. Um. All right. I'm going to take a break right. for the rest of the night. I'm out of here. Oh, that's it? JP's going to finish the show, everybody. I am. I don't know how to use the new robot you got. I'm going to go put my feet up. All right, no, we'll be back. I got some feedback to get through. And Drunk of the Week calls 888-401-BEER. You can send us your questions that way. Um, I got, uh, I think that's about it. Feedback and Drunk of the Week. And then we're off next yeah. week. That's kind of fun. It's 4th of July. All right, Woo! hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. 
When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the- the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Hey, y'all. Scott the Jew here with another round of The Brewing Network's announcements. These are for Monday, June 27th. First up, the Cask Homebrew Club is holding its fourth annual First Coast Cup at the Hilton Garden Inn located on the south side of Jacksonville, Florida on July 29th and 30th. The entry deadline for the competition is July 15th. $6 an entry. You can uh, enter as many times as you'd like. For more information on this competition, contact Mike Lentz at 904-254-0526 or visit thecask.org. Northern Brewer, the Twin Cities' premier homebrew shop, of course, since 1993, is launching a new retail store in Minneapolis with a grand opening in the fall of 2011. It will become the company's flagship store, 6,000 square feet of retail showroom, classroom, and off-street parking. Northern Brewer, besides being a great sponsor of the Brewing Network, employs almost 100 people and remains a locally owned and operated company. Check out northernbrewer.com. The 2011 Oregon State Fair Homebrew Competition is back and expected to be bigger than ever this year. $7 per entry, limited to one entry per subcategory and two entries per category. Entry deadline is July 28th. The coordinator is Kurt Hausem. You can call him for more information at 503-378-0774 or visit OregonStateFair.org. 
The Washington Homebrewers Association asks you, are you planning on attending Beer Stock 2011? Well, then you'll have a chance to bring your beer in, have it evaluated, and sit down with the judges afterwards to talk about the beer. Bring two bottles and a completed BJCP entry form and your brewing log so you can talk about your recipes and the brewing processes with the judges. Visit wahomebrewers.org and you can see all the information there. All right, that wraps up uh, another round of announcements. And until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying L'chaim. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to Trogues Brewing Company for uh, hanging out with us tonight. Great to have some East Coast love in here and... um Good to talk about their beer. I wish we were drinking their beer. That would have been fun, too. Yeah, it would have been really nice. But, uh, heard good things. Uh, Chat, you've said you've had it, and it's uh, good stuff. Huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they make great beer. You used to drink a lot in Vermont there? No, um, just, you know, in the Philadelphia area, actually, uh, last time I was, I was home. So the first time I ever had it. It's probably last year. No, okay. Good couple. stuff. Oh, you know, I think you brought us some home because I do know the name, and now that you mentioned you had it last time you were out there, either you brought some home or somebody sent it to us. I think we had some sent to us. Because yeah. I think I've had it, too. Yeah. Good stuff. Troganator, I think. Yeah, okay. that's right. That that's is what we had. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Good to have them on the air and hanging out with us. Good stuff. All right. Uh, a couple of things to do. We got some in- uh, good beer to try over the rest of the show. How many breaks are we taking? I think I only have to do one more. So a uh, couple of good things. I brought home um, a beer from Matt Brennelson's wedding. Uh, they put out a beer it called, um, well, I'll have to get the bottle, but it was for it was for his wife, Allison. Mm-hmm. They, they made a special beer for that mm-hmm. and served it just at the wedding. I brought you guys home a beer I thought we should try. It's a really nice brown ale. Cool. Um, and uh, he just did a great job on it. So at the end, <clears throat> they were encouraging people to take a beer home and, so Kate and I took three <laughs> one, cases. One, well, one for me, one for her, and one for the Brewing Network. Oh, That's right, what yeah. we figured. So uh, we, that was an entity as far as we were concerned. So we got a beer to try from there. Now, our friend Greg Mackway, who's hanging out here today, brought us a couple of nice things to try. He brought us a, a, an old Cantillon that we can drink. Um, but more importantly, and we'll just announce it later when we bring it in, he brought us in a very special beer to celebrate new dads. Oh, um, and and you brought it to share with with Terrence the Black too, right? As as a new dad, Greg, but Terrence didn't show up to. He's probably new dadding somewhere. What a pussy! Is that right? Uh, I think it's up at EJ Fair drinking Heretic. <laughs> he's not even new dadding. He's just out drinking. Yeah, he's out drinking. <laughs> Is Heretic now officially being poured at both? Um, yeah, um, so it's going on tonight. EJ Fairs? It's going on tonight at the Concord. But mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jamil going to be there in person? Uh, I don't know. Oh, we should make him get over there. He's over Let's in Pittsburgh. I should he was in party. Pittsburgh earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he should be out there uh, serving some beer, I think. What's on tap? Uh, the Evil Twin. The Evil Twin. Okay. Are both of the beers on tap out of Pittsburgh? Uh, no, I think they've got the other one back in aging to let it get more Brett character. So just the Evil Twin yeah. is what everybody can get now. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Greg, you were at the brew. Come up here. Don't just shake your head into the over there into the ether. <laughs> well, it, there's, it's on TV now. They can see it. Where did the cocksock that was on that thing go? I don't know. Oh, Moscow has it. That's what it's called? Uh, yeah, that little windscreen that you put over a microphone, that's called a cocksock. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, you went to the now. new Heretic Brewery today? Yeah, we did. 
And how'd so, you like it? What'd you think? Oh, Evil Twin was great, and Jamil showed up and yeah. gave us a little bit of a, a tour of the place and all that kind of stuff. So. You got the tour. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, help him speak into the mic. Where must go? Figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> putting, the, putting the sock over it. Sounds great. Yeah, look, yeah it's good really job. good. Just right there. Just do it right there. Oh, yeah, oh, that's perfect, it. Right dog. there. <laughs> now, Greg, you were a contestant on BYOB TV. I was. Um, and uh, then you stuck around helping us out afterward. Now that BYOB TV is over, uh, how was? I think we're going to have a lot of the contestants in over the next uh, couple months. How was your experience on the show? Oh, it was a blast, man. I mean, I think the biggest thing was was to get the word out about homebrewing and, and try and do something different and and uh, just help out to get the scene going. And it was a blast, you know. What about the part where you had to work with JP? That was all right. Yeah. I guess it was yeah. okay. Yeah, you, you can't dig up any dirt on this motherfucker. <laughs> him telling me what to do is kind of tough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Trying to dig up dirt, though. Yeah. Oh, no, it was good. Um, you don't need to dig far. Being teamed up with other uh, homebrewers of like mind would have been great. Got, uh, got your some team. You don't that, feel uh, that your team was of like mind? I don't yeah, think so. No? No, no. They didn't have the homebrew acumen that you were looking for? No, no, no. No, not at all. Okay. No. <laughs> they uh, they were good helpers. I wonder and, why we uh, did put Gray. I think we just... Well, I think we didn't like you. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Well, you know, everyone like- was supposed to have learned how to, you know, they knew how to homebrew. We didn't know anybody's, you know, great detail what they know. That's true. So we just had to guess, you know? Right. But so. overall, I mean, hanging out with everybody, hanging out with the other team members, um, meeting people like Charlie Bamforth, I mean, everybody. It was just an amazing experience. Good experience after that, yeah. And uh, figure it all out and, and expand not only my knowledge of what's going on, um, but just see how how everything works all together. So okay, this thing's oh, great. This thing goes in your face. If you is that it. how it works? Yep. Nice. Yeah, you gotta be right there up on go. it. There we go, baby. Put it right in your face. Cock socks in my face. All right. Uh, before we move on, a word from another one of our sponsors. You know, Beersmith wow. 2.0 is out. You guys see that uh, at NHC? Yeah, I need one, no, of, the, I, I need yeah, one of those key codes, by the way. Where I got one for you. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. I got I got a, a brother. I met him there. at the conference and. Uh, I only got to speak to him for a moment, but he just seems like a really nice guy. Who, yeah, Brad Smith code? is the uh, yeah, is the code, owner yeah. of beer and the writer of Beersmith Software, and he's a real nice guy. He's real passionate about this industry and what he's doing. And I got to meet him personally for the first time at NHC, also, and that was a lot of fun. I've talked to him on the phone before, um, but he's a good guy, and he is really excited about Beersmith 2.0. And I know a lot of the work that's gone into it because I talked to him months ago when he was writing it. And then over the last two months, he's been doing a lot of beta testing with several different users and, and really looking for feedback. He's one of those guys who wants his product to be torn apart to the point that it can't be anymore, and that's when it's right. Yeah. And so it was really kind of fun to watch uh, the, the different uh, versions come through and him really fixing problems. So you can go right now to Beersmith.com and check out Beersmith 2.0. You get a free 21-day trial, as always, um, and you can view video tutorials at Beersmith.com. Check it out. Uh, it's really a great program. Use your 21 days up, and I guarantee you're going to want to buy it anyway. Everyone's using Beersmith now because you can get the most support about out, out of it. It's the most robust. It's the most up-to-date. MASH profile files for advanced brewers you can pick any mash schedule from a preloaded table in just seconds uh support for batch sparge brewers convert recipes automatically from all grain to extract over 300 recipes available on beersmith recipe website 
uh, and then thousands more, of course, across the web and on this show. Uh, Beersmith equipment profiles let you match your personal equipment. Adjust any recipe to your equipment in just a few seconds using the scale recipe me- method. Search and sort recipes by ingredient or even pick recipes to match the ingredients that you have in stock. It has a whole inventory thing, just like you're a pro brewer. So go check it out. Beersmith.com. Free 21-day trial. He's a strong supporter of the Brewing Network, and we're really happy to have him on board. So go support him, too, and check that out. Oh, I think I have another announcement, too. Wow. Um, well, you know, every year we support this um, 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 event. Inland Empire Southern California Regional Homebrew oh, Championship. I think it's getting big. Yeah, we've been doing this for like four years now, I think. We kind of help them out and help promote it. And this year's no different. It's getting big. They have a lot of great judges that do it. People always talk about getting great feedback from this event. And it's up again. It's their 24th annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship. Uh, the competition date uh, is July 30th and 31st is is when it actually happens. Entries are due July 15th. Uh, close of business day um, have to be in by July 15th. So it's six bucks per entry, so not too bad. Make checks payable to Inland Empire Brewers. Uh, you can find all the information on this, inlandempirebrewers.com slash comp you check it out or just go to inlandempirebrewer.com and uh, you'll be able to look up all the information. But we encourage you to enter this. The Brewing Network has traditionally done very well during this competition. In fact, I think one year we even won the most awards uh, at this comp or something. We always get a lot of good names from it. So it's a lot of fun to see the Brewing Network do well there. Um, go over to inlandempirebrewers.com and check it out. Entry deadline is July 15th, so it's coming up quick. So if you have any beer left over from NHC, you can enter it into this and uh, get it all done with. There's not a lot of competitions left throughout the year, are there? I mean, once NHC well, the, the, is done... The, the, the spring some, is the big season, so yeah, it backs uh, off a little bit. To the backs fall. off just... I mean, you could always find something. Don't yeah, get me wrong, but... Yeah, it's more beer fest season than, than right. competition season. Mm-hmm. I might go to OBF this year, speaking of Beer Fest season. Oh, yeah, yeah that's on my radar, too. Is, is it really? Yeah, but I want to try to do GABF and Northern California Home Brewers Festival as well. So I'm doing both of those, for you sure. Are. Wow. Yeah, well, GABF, of course, and then NorCal finally moved it away from the GABF yeah, weekend. Yeah. It's now the weekend before, right? Yeah. So I really want to go to that. And I think I'm traveling up that way through OBF anyway. I don't know. I'm going to set up the whole thing like we do when we go there. Uh, yeah. I might just go and like it. Yeah? <laughs> That's just weird. Go, go and be a goer to it. Yeah. I mean, I'll get a media pass or something and do some reporting. And, right. But I don't know that we'll set up the whole deal. might just go have some fun. Good. At at um, at my favorite strip club on Earth afterward is what I really want to go for. Sassies. Sassies. You know what I'm saying? I love that place. Oh, it's so great. You guys like the beer, huh? Oh, the beer's good. The stage is good. The lighting is good. The tattoos are good. The fire pole is the best. That's no stripper pole. That is a a fire fire pole. pole. I thought that's when you just had uh, the clap or something. No, no. (laughs) The fire pole? Yeah. Yeah. No, they really, uh, oh, they know what they're doing at Sassies. I do like the OBF. Yeah? yeah, I really do. I I went up there like four years in a row with uh, more beer. Okay, it's great. It's, it's, good. it's, it's good time, fun. Man. It's, it's a great fun. town. Yeah. Now you and Nate are talking about going to the hop thing up yes. in Yakima. Yes, yes, yes. Also, yeah, that's fun too. I hear When's that's that? A good End deal. of July. Uh, August. 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 Sometime in August. Hop school is that what it's called? Hop yeah, school up there with, to, with Hop Union and those guys. I like yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. be right. a lot of fun. Yeah, you I guys got to hit up the Loftus Ranches guys when you're there. Yeah, I drive the tractor. He told me I could drive the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming? 
I don't think I'm going to that. I, I'm traveling through at a different time. I think I'm headed up like a couple weeks before, and I'm going to do a bunch of breweries between here and then Oregon and Seattle. And, you know, originally I was going to do this big loop across the West, like end up going over uh, Ohio and down through Wisconsin. I was going to do this big giant loop. Now I'm thinking I might just go straight up into Vancouver. I've never been to Vancouver before. Mm, it's and, a lot like America. Yeah, and then go to Alaska. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did want to go to Alaska, nice. but I'm told that the drive over across is a lot more um, uh, hardy than I think it is. It's mm. like a, a single lane dirt road for a really long time. You've got to bring your own gas. I'm driving a Volkswagen. Let's face it. That's not the smartest right. move oh, I've ever made. No. I'll end up being like that guy in the movie... Uh, um, um, with the Eddie Vedder soundtrack, who dies in the middle of Alaska. Oh, yeah. What is that, Out in the Wilderness? Or what was that movie? Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Oh, Thank yeah, you, God. One of you fucking assholes saw that good movie. Thank you, Chad. Well, the good Apparently, book. it wasn't I'm that good. Seen it. I still remember book. it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll end up like that guy, although I, not, even, not even as brave. I'll just die on the side of the road. <laughs> it won't even be out in the wilderness. But I hear that, yeah, from, from Canada, that, that kind of stretch over to Alaska is not as easy as it looks. So, no, I'm going to go up into Vancouver, which I hear has a great beer scene. As I, far as I, I hear goes. it's growing. I also hear it. Uh, Vancouver is the uh, has the largest uh, amount of violence yeah. in all of Canada. It's the largest violent city. It's like our Chicago or Detroit. Well, but, but largest, like it depends on, how, on what the real qualifier is. If it's largest amount of violence in Canada, yeah. it's still no worse than Pacheco. Well, still, I don't know that. If it's the if it's comparable to a Chicago or something, then that's a different statistic. But just being the most violent city in Canada, yeah. that's not saying much. Yeah? No, I don't no. think so Guys at all. rolling stop signs does not count as violent. <laughs> yeah, my no. house is more violent than that. Yeah, remember, they're part, they're part French there. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, not there. That's no, a West Coast. Oh, that's different. Yeah. yeah. Frenchies are on the East Coast. I see. I don't know. I'm not worried about the violence. I don't think it'll be fine. Well, they just had some uh, riots after the uh, Canucks lost uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, so were, we. they, they were like beside themselves, and some storefront windows got broken. And, and, and like a car, right. one car caught fire, but you know, no one died. No when one... the Raiders lose, all half of Oakland catches on fire. Yeah. So that's nothing. That's, that's, no that's often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm not worried about that. But I'm thinking it's a little easier on the bus, plus it's a place I've never been. I might just make it all the way up into Vancouver. What do you mean, and, bus? And then like back Greyhound? Or? No, my Volkswagen. Oh, uh-huh. you are doing that. I'm doing it in the bus. Yeah. Oh, oh, you Great are man. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is another good reason not to do the loop, because the loop I was going to do that goes across over Ohio. No, well, that a little bit, but that's why I was going all the way to the top, and then over Montana, and then down Wisconsin, and then into Colorado. All of that's fine. It's when I have to do the bottom of the loop, which is across the Mojave Desert. Mm. No matter how you look at it, you got to go across the desert. And in an air-cooled V-dub, that's just not a good idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's no AC. There's no AC. <laughs> so it's not a good idea for me, but it's also not a good idea for my engine. Oh, well, the engine yeah. will probably be fine, but... You think so? 105 yeah. degrees outside? Yeah, yeah just, if just don't stop. If you stop, it'll probably seize, and then you'll be... <laughs> you just have yeah. to keep it moving. No, yeah, they, you need to break keep out your paddle running. and just... Yeah. <laughs> you'll probably find mechanics better here than in canada <laughs> right that's so. true that's a good point but no i'm confident with my new route straight up and straight back down i think that's the safest way to do that's it. the way to do it that's a good idea yeah all right so that's the plan um so uh, possibly obf definitely some meetups in seattle you know uh the national homebrews conference next year is in seattle just outside of seattle bellevue, I guess. Yeah. bellevue uh so we got i might scout some locations for bna six while i'm there meet up seven with seven 
Seven. Thank and you. And how about some uh, girls? Uh, we're going to have girls again this next <laughs> Scout week. Scout out some girls. The girls are awesome, brother. Oh, that's you right. don't want me to just import the girls? Those would be fine. Had? Those would be fine. They were, yeah, how was, uh, they were great. How was Rhythm Method? Uh, Rhythm Method did fine. We were okay. You know, it was fine. But the girls were good. Oh, yeah. They rocked it. Oh. So I might meet up with B Dog up there and Evan and those guys and look up some locations for BNA7. Cool. While I'm passing through. All right. <clears throat> Let's do some feedback. Let me make it work, though. Maybe it's this one? Nope. I can give you some feedback. Nothing. We have no music for feedback due to you my... Got me. I can oh, my it. God. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> feedback is brought to you today by Brewmasters Warehouse. You can go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and uh, check out their brew builder software. You know, as you're shopping, you put all your ingredients in their brew builder software. And then when you're done, you just hit buy recipe. And, you know, you've kind of built it just like you would in, a, in brewing software. And then you can just buy the whole thing and they'll ship it to you. And it's real cool. Brewmasterswarehouse.com. Thanks for supporting our feedback segment. Oh. All right, I wish we had Terrence the Black in here. I put this in the feedback because I thought he was coming for you, Greg, yeah. but uh, he did He's listening, I know that. Okay, well, Ryan, uh, Spider Wrangler in the forum wrote in. Um, he, he says, hey, since um, since little baby Terrence is, um, his dad is, is Terrence the Black and, and his mom is Becca the White, does that make baby Jackson Jackson the mulatto? Or is that crossing the line, he wants to know? I think it's Octoroon, isn't it? That's what Terrence usually corrects us with, but I don't think that's right. I don't think biracial. I don't, I don't think that either mulatto or octoroon. Well, let's look it up. Are, are 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 acceptable anymore? So I don't know what little Jackson is to us, but he will have to have a name for yeah, sure. Mulatto. It's a Wikipedia entry. Wow. Oh well, if Wikipedia says yeah. it. I thought it was Oreo, or more, or more broadly, a it's person. Definitely not why, Oreo. Why not? It's, Terrence, call in eight 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 four zero one beer and tell us what the correct term for your baby is besides baby. If the baby grows up to be a little chunky like Terrence, double stuff Oreo. That's yeah, true. why not? Because no, that's What's double stuff that? white. Is Terrence chunky black. or just big boned? He's fat. JP <laughs> says he's fat. Well, here it is, right what here. Would you call me fat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, contemporary usage of the term varies greatly, and the broader sense of the term makes it up application rather subjective. And it, as not all people of mixed white and black ancestry choose to self-identify as mulatto, they prefer mixed or biracial and African American. <laughs> Either way, I'm keeping away. From I my didn't daughter. understand yeah. any of that. I'm not saying none. My white filter didn't allow any of that to enter <laughs> into my head. I don't know what it said. Even though it had large words. I want to try this beer that you've just given me, Chad, but I'm still drinking your IPA, which is real oh, good, you too. dump it if you It's a pale ale, so you can drink more of it. Alpine, um, <laughs> Alpine Beer Company. Uh, they're from SoCal, right? Yeah. Great beer. San it's Diego. the best beer I had in San Diego. Yeah. Really? Where did you guys have it at? Pro Night? Tornado. No, in the public. In the just out at the bars? Out the bars, yeah. yeah. Oh. And it was your favorite beer in Oh, Chad, man. Huh? I'm in Chad love with got, that beer. Chad got corrected. Mm. No, no, that wasn't it. No, it was great. All right, I'm getting there. Let me let me read another thing here, and I'll I'll get to that beer. All right, Chris Walsh wrote in. Um, oh, yeah. I, so I got a lot of. I'm still getting a lot of emails about charging for archive stuff, but I liked this one. I think I didn't want to read any of them, but this one was good. Justin was listening to you discuss the possibility of charging. I have to say, my initial selfish knee-jerk reaction was to oppose the idea. However, as my first batch of homebrew in 15 years ferments in my basement, I have you guys to thank for getting me back into homebrewing and giving me the tools to do it far better than I ever did 15 years ago. If I had a resource like the Brewing Network back then, I would never have left. Uh, Thanks for everything you do. As for the Brewing Network charging, 
I would say that you provide an outstanding service with definite value, and I would certainly pay for the services you provide. That being said, in reference to how much you should charge, I would just like to quote my girlfriend from back in high school. Please be gentle. From Chris in Long Island, New York. Which I think is good advice when when trying to price something like this. That is true. Just be gentle. I will take that advice into account, Chris. I will be gentle with you. But much like you in high school, we will ignore that advice. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Hey, Justin and the Brewcasters. Been listening to the BN since 2006 and donating since 2008 as a private first class. A scammer got my credit card number and I had to cancel it. So my subscription got canceled. While driving home from work, I was listening to you all make fun of the Alabama legislators, and I laughed so hard I almost drove off the road. I figured that kind of brewing information, in quotes, is valuable enough to upgrade to Corporal when I reinstated my subscription. So thanks for years of brewing info and laughs from Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. So this week I got an enormous amount of feedback about the Alabama legislator show and probably more feedback than I've ever gotten about any one topic about that dickwad in Canada who told us that we were being selfish and that we shouldn't and that everything should be free. I literally I probably got 30 emails about that guy. Most of them telling him to suck it, you know, and all sorts of vulgarity like back to him, which I, I won't read those. I think maybe I picked one to read or something. I'll, I'll see when we get there. But it was a, an, an enormous amount of support. Also at NHC last week, people just coming up to me and telling me. So that was real nice of everybody. Thank you. I got a lot of that at NHC. People coming up to me and going, uh, "Hey, all we all want to here, here." Huh? Right. But get the, a lot of that. The, the Alabama legislature thing, that was some funny shit. I got I I was laughing my ass off here. You know, I think that JP really hit a stride during he that did. one. He hit a sweet spot. Uh, did I peak? It was funny. You peaked. It's yeah. all downhill from here. I'm leaving then. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm all done over. with the show. <laughs> all right. Here's another one about Alabama actually. This is from Muggles and Hops in Oklahoma. And he said, uh, what's happened to my networks? First off, congrats on getting Homebrew Club of the Year. Thank you to our guys. Uh, the reason I'm writing is in regard to the segment from last week's show on the Alabama bill HB 266 legalizing homebrew. I was listening on my way to work Sunday morning and was blown away by the stupidity of these folks that represent the people of Alabama. Then the conspiracy theorist in me kicked in, and I really started thinking about the big picture here. A few of the representatives even touched on it a bit. They think that it will affect the sales of alcohol at the government-controlled liquor stores in Alabama. And what they didn't say is that their pockets have been lined with money from uh, AB InBev lobbyists for years. We saw the same shit happen in Texas with HB 602, which would have allowed Texas breweries to charge for tours and allow tourists to take home up to a 12-pack worth of beer. Um, AB InBev was on board until they uh, saw something they didn't like in the bill, and then they fought tooth and nail to kill it, which they did. So it's not that Steve, uh, sorry, it's not that state representatives are completely incompetent. Mm. They are greedy and don't want to ruffle any feathers. While things are looking up in most of the country, we still have a very corrupt and fucked up system. Uh, thanks for letting me vent a little bit from Muggles and Hops. Then he then he gave us a, a bit of news. Uh, he says, "P.S. HB 266 even um, it never had a chance and was even given the Shroud Award." So here's from one of his local papers in Alabama, um, or a local paper in Alabama. He says, A Capshaw lawmaker's proposal to allow people to make certain brewed beverages at home uh, was named the deadest bill of 2011 <laughs> legislative session, earning him the traditional Shroud Award. On the last night of the regular session Thursday, the award, shaped like a coffin, was presented to Republican uh, Mac McCutcheon for his bill to allow homebrewers uh, to make beer, mead, cider, and wine. It was defeated in the house early this what session. What the hell is made? At 
45 to tw- on a 45 to 28 vote. The resolution joked, the hops cops stopped this brew uh, stopped this brew party at the door. Asked to comment on the dubious distinction, uh, Representative McCutcheon said, "Cheers." So he even won an award for how dead the bill yeah. would be. Good one. That's a good good thing to say. Right. Good reply. All right, Jeremy from Starkville, um, Mississippi. Uh, so I just finished listening to the six twelve Sunday session. Thanks. Living in Mississippi, uh, I have uh, I live in the good old state where any beer above six point two five percent ABV is illegal. I thank you for railing on those so called elected uh, elected officials. I'm a hundred percent sure our legislation is just as inept as the ones in my neighboring state. Uh, now being in Mississippi, I'm not sure we can find that healthy Chevis <laughs> Rigo in our store shelves, but it would be great. This is a total embarrassment. No wonder when people de- depict the South, it's so stereotypical. But I must say, you made some really good points on educating our bill sponsors, and I have taken note of that, and we'll bring it up in our organizational meeting uh, to get these an- antiquated laws into the 21st century. That organization that he's part of is called Raise Your Pints, and we have uh, had homebrewing um, and raising the ABV limit bills fail in committee for the past two years in his state, so... Yeah, if you don't educate the reps who are bringing it up, you're doomed, yeah. man. Yeah, they, although it sounded like that guy was doomed anyway in in Alabama, but you got to be able to reply um, and debate about the topic. So you got to know about dude, it, dude. Bring him out to a club brew. No, yeah. brew with that guy. There you go. Did anyone from Alabama win anything at NHC? I don't know. It's a good question. I, so. I did meet some Alabama guys out there, which is it's a lot illegal. Of fun. Yeah. You know, I so, wonder. So no, <laughs> I wonder if the AHA would go. Okay, no, I'm sorry, we can't allow your beer because it's illegal. That's where you're illegal. I don't think so. That'd be fucking. They had a homebrew club. Did, remember what Cincinnati or something? yeah, they were in Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, I don't Alabama remember. Rockets or something. I don't know. Alabama Rockets. They don't know where the beer was sent from or where it was made. They no. just know where their club lives. That it. That it. Uh, but it, you know, when you like accept it into the region, mm. you oh, know where it's from. There's probably not a region there. No, but like like whatever region that is, any anything coming from. Alabama. Would they just deny it? I'm, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. think so. Well, they probably went to Georgia and like made the beer. And then right. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I keep it all in a U-Haul in Georgia. <laughs> I thought right. you had to be local to your club to be in the area where you're from. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. The oh. chat is saying one guy from Alabama did win. Yeah. So, nice work, brother, right, whoever you are. Thanks for checking. Good job. All right. Miles well. wrote in. Hey, guys. First off, love your shows. Listen to them every day. Um He's got a quite. I think this one's probably for you, Tasty. Although anybody can chime in, of oh, course. But it's a hop utilization question. Uh, he says, "I was wondering if there was a difference in how hops are utilized, depending on whether someone uses a wort chiller or an ice bath." I'm thinking that even if hops are thrown in at flame out, you could still be extracting bitterness for a while if you are using an ice bath, since it does not cool for a little while. Uh, he wants to know if that makes sense for one. Um, so he wants to know how he could adjust his recipes when when he uses an ice bath. So I think really the nature of the question still is how long the hops are sitting in, in hot water, yeah, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. The ice bath, I guess, is what means he's going to cool it really quick or something? Is that the... Probably. It sounds like if he's using... He's not giving me too much information, Oh, I know. He's got, a, but... he's got his kettle, his, his boil kettle in an ice bath. Oh, there right, you go. Right. So it's going to take a while so to get down. It's going to take a while for it to get down. There. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah but anything above 195 degrees... Is gonna get you're gonna get isomerization from the hops. Okay. Whether it's whirlpooling sitting there or whatever, it's just like uh, making a cup of tea at the right temperature. You're gonna get an extraction out of the good. So, yeah. Uh, is there a way he can adjust for it in it when he's building his recipe? Well, to- yeah. Like on Canyon Brew, we run into this a lot where the brewers that say, "Well, we do you know a big whirlpool addition, 
and then you know they do like 30 minute rest and we usually equate like a 20 minute whirlpool uh to like a 20 minute hop addition in terms of the ibus okay yeah now coincidentally matt brindles and i are talking about doing a joint project where we would come up with some sort of uh formula for that for home brewers oh good yeah so we can actually calculate it yeah but it's gonna be that, yeah it's gonna be more like data driven we're gonna like uh Get home brewers across the country to send us samples of their wort before they've added the whirlpool hops, and and at the end of the end of the uh, chilling, and uh, we're going to try to and ask them some parameters about how you know how their system put together and and so forth, and you know maybe use those same parameters as a way to have like a cold you know a post flame out equation for hop utilization. Okay. Yeah. More importantly, this Alpine Duet is pretty damn good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's yeah, a nice we beer. That. Awesome. We, uh, we found that down there. It's real dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the the sweet part of it is actually the hop character itself. The sweet hop, yeah. Maybe. It's got a... Yeah. The, the hop notes are what's coming through as, as sweet to balance out the bitterness. Yeah, it's hop sweet. It's pretty awesome. All right. Uh, here's another one uh, from Joe. Uh, he's in the Treasure Coast Brewmasters. He said, hey, Justin, I thought the BN did a nice job at NHC. Congrats on the win uh, for the BN Army. Uh, thanks very much for the festivities at the BN Suite. I figured if you guys were going to be up all night carrying on, I might as well join you. Uh, having a keg of Firestone Walker Union Jack was a nice touch. So thanks to Tasty uh, for his hospitality as well and for the suite. Cheers from Joe. So, as far as the suite is concerned, I'd like to uh, thank our old pal and loyal uh, BN Army uh, guy, Brew Tattoo, for hooking up that oh, whole yeah. uh, thing for us. He, he managed that really well. Managed it, organized it, uh, you know, even 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 funded a good chunk of it. And he's just a good guy, really loyal to the Army, and then just lets us do our thing in there, which is pretty rad. Um, I would also like to thank Chad for organizing beer in there night after yeah, night after night. Chad and no Randy problem. did a lot of cellaring there in that day. Yeah. Always making sure there was good beer in there. I I think I probably had the Firestone Walker Union Jack, but most of the times I was in there, I was real drunk. (laughs) And by that time, I don't remember anything I was having. I think I had to be forced out on the last night because I was cursing at chicks or something. Somebody told me that by the time I was dragged out, I was telling some girls who weren't even part of the conference, they had shown up and they were talking a lot or something or asking a bunch of questions. Mm. And finally, I was just like, will you shut the fuck up? What, do you got questions all night long? What is this, Jeopardy? Shut the fuck up! And apparently, right about that time, Doc, of all people, goes, oh, we better get him out of here <laughs> before this gets ugly. So, yeah, sorry to whoever that was. Good times. I don't care. I can't remember it, so I don't really regret it. I don't think it happened. <laughs> I think Doc was lying to you. No, there was a wedding that kind of merged into our party. No, there was? Yeah. That's, that's who, always that's, fun. That's who you were talking to. Two okay. chicks. Oh. And was I cursing? And, and I don't. I was gone by then, I'm sure. You were gone by then. I remember well, you were dancing on the table or something. I, we, well, JP and I were so happy, we were giving speeches, uh, accepting yeah, the yeah. Homebrew Club of the Year. I remember that part. I think it was sometime uh, after that that I was belligerent. Uh, I don't care. Uh, okay. Uh, what else do I have? A couple more. Um, let's see Judd writes in from uh, Harrisburg PA I just want to thank the BN for all the outstanding content that's helped enrich my beer hobbies mostly I want to say thanks for the uh, monumental tip off of all uh, the festival gas gas mask technique (laughs) he says I attended the Trogues sponsored Harrisburg Brewers Festival last Saturday it was hot and crowded and the number of leaking anuses in attendance was shockingly painful um, but I did not fret. Thanks to you, I knew just what to do. By stuffing my nose in my small glass filled with a tiny bit of Berliner Weitz, I was able to cut down the strong stench of ripe ass. The event was much more enjoyable as a result. Thanks, Bunches. Keep up the good work. Cheers from Judd. 
Now that is probably my most useful information I've ever given on this program. That's true. Is, is how to just stuff your nose in the glass. You're spreading the word. As soon as it gets bad at the festival, you just put your nose right in there and, and let it pass. You just wait for it to pass. That's why I like our 10-ounce glasses also that we use at our festivals, because they have a wide opening. Your big nose fits in there. Yeah, I get it. Your yeah. Big, yeah, my big nose there. And it's, I think it's very important to, to have that. Yes. All right, a couple more. Congratulations to the Brewing Network for claiming the title Homebrew Club of the Year. I tasted most of the beers that you had on tap in the hospitality suite, and they were all outstanding. I particularly enjoyed the Saison, which was brewed by a woman who I believed was named Kim. I was wondering if she'd be willing to share that recipe. Thanks and keep on brewing. Uh, John Kelly from Warrenville, Illinois. Yeah, that was our friend Kim Wood. Did Kim enter under the Brewing Network, or did she not enter anyway? I don't even think she entered. I don't know that. I, so, didn't, I didn't know she entered that. Didn't. Most of the beer that was on during our hospitality suite was actually entered under Doze. They were some of the, you know, a lot of people enter Brewing Network, enter Doze. It's a whole, uh, we're not a very monogamous club. Let's just be honest about that. Uh, so uh, most of the beers you had weren't even, um, you know, BN club guys. Um, but there were good beers. And I thought Kim Woods, it was Kim Woods Saison he's talking about. Yeah pretty damn good it was very good it's a nice beer i also thought that your beer was real good jp oh did, thank you did that, yeah, beer, that did you enter that no you did no, i didn't enter anything this year that one was real nice i enjoyed Thanks. it um and you had two and uh right you had two up mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and i'm sp- actually i'm speaking about both of them but the one that, that i'm really that really stuck out to me was your alt beer oh really and i'm real picky about a good alt beer oh, cool Thanks. and i like that one a lot Thanks. I've never so. done it before, so... Okay. Well, I'm glad you poured it. Yeah. And there was a couple other real good beers up there, too. Of course, Tasty's Pale Ale, I really enjoyed. I like that one a lot. Thanks. And, and then what, did you have two different versions of Janice Brown? Uh, not at the uh, hospitality suite. You at did. At BNA 6, I had two versions. Ah, okay. That's what it was. And the whole, the whole week just blends together. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Let's see. Mm. Oh, okay. Here's the one that I'll read about the guy who, you know, rode in from Canada and thought we were greedy. Uh, hey, JC, this is the first time writing in uh, to the Dream Team and the feedback from, uh, and I'm writing about the confused kid from Montreal. Uh, also, he caused me to sign up for the forums and donate as a sergeant in the BN Army. Nice. So he did something productive in his useless ramblings, which is probably why I really? liked this email. Like, one good thing came out of it, yeah. besides me crying like Well, they a basically bitch. paid you to read it. Right. Yeah. Uh, JP will enjoy this, he says. Uh, the Montreal guy is just pissed that the Bruins won the cup and the Canadians have been playing golf for months. Just another pissed-off socialist. The BN is what inspired me to go all grain, and without the knowledge you provide, my beer wouldn't be anywhere near where it is. I have a tattoo scheduled uh, of a beer horn with the BN grenade going on like a badge of honor. Wow. BN for life, JP, you rock from feeling froggy in the forums. Great. There you Thank go. Thank you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> I figured you would. That's as far as I go with the hockey talk. All right, I think about who ate all the pies on the phone. You guys want to take phone calls? Hey, Josh. Pies, what's happening? Yell at us. Yeah, bye. <laughs> we got a complaint? <laughs> Just fucking right to the point. Bye. Bye. What's bye. up, buddy? Have we gone? It's going great. What's up? <laughs> well, I don't talk that far. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm, I'm at work today, so I'm not drinking or anything. I just had a quick question for JP. Yeah. What's up, baby? Uh, we Oh, we've been gazing about this beer I'm making. It's like a black box, and it's got um, chocolate and vanilla in it. And um, just using cacao nibs, do I have to crush them up, or how do I, how do I go put them in there? No, they should be uh, crushed already in a little small little pieces, so don't worry about it. Oh, are they? Okay, yeah. I haven't opened it up yet, yeah. 
I right. only get my um, carboy today, so I'm going to uh, put, put it in the um, lager for about six weeks. You so. guys have cowboys? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we just... Um, Oh, carboy. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I I heard cowboy, and I I kind of got horny real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's that long R thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, what about uh, vanilla beans as well? Do I just like uh, throw the whole thing in, or what, what do you guys do with those? Ooh, easy with that. Yeah. You know, I've only done once, but uh, I think uh, you just split it up the side and then scoop out all the all the all the beans and a little whatever. And then put those in. Maybe maybe yeah, half a bean. It, it, don't do it. It's overwhelming. Well, he's doing like he's doing a a, a bock. Oh, that's true. So I think, I think one bean and five gallons should be fine. How big's your beer? How strong is it? What's the uh, starting gravity? Ten ninety one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. I think you can do that. Fine. You can do that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe even two. I don't know, but I yeah. wouldn't. Not yet. Definitely but make more chocolatey. Some people just put. Uh, yeah, some I want, people. I want, to take, I want it to be chocolatey. Yeah. Yeah. So I, want, yeah. I don't want to handle it. Would go well with the. Yeah, you'll be fine, man. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. I caught a little bit of the show at work uh, on the Android app, but um, they're kind of cracking down here at the moment, so um, <laughs> I had to sort of sneak, it, sneak my phone under my shirt for a little bit and listen to it. But. Wait, what, we're like listening yeah. to porn now? you, you got to sneak us in? What do you What do you do Pretty for much, a little? Yeah. What do you do, Pies? Uh, um, I, I work for the government. I work for customs. I x-ray mail at the uh, mail center, so... Uh, is that right? Yeah, pretty, boring, pretty boring stuff, but... Um, <laughs> Where do you feel like cookies going by? Yeah, we got a guy on the inside. <laughs> <Hey>, X-ray mail. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. All right, thanks, guys. Later. All right, don't forget your lead underwear. <laughs> All right, and now I'm excited about this phone call. Uh, I, I was hoping that we'd actually get this uh, phone call today. You know, one of my, I know it's one of JP's favorite parts, too. One of my favorite parts of the uh, National Homebrewers Conference for the past couple of years is the dynamic duo known as the Hudacheks. Oh, oh, I'm so glad. Well, Joe and Andy Hudacek are just a good time, and I think we got Joe on the line here. Joe, are you with us? Yeah, this is Joe. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, how are you, man? It's yeah, good to hear Joe. You. Hey, I'm, I'm doing all right, except I'm missing the other half of my brain, you know. He's, he's, he's missing an action here. Yeah, that's no good, because you guys don't function nearly as well apart as you do together. I not at all, you know. So I've been trying to call him for like over an hour here, and you know, no go. And uh, something came up with one of his kids' baseball game. They went out to the bar, blah blah. I don't know what's going on with the kids. Perfect. Right, right. <laughs> on top of that, we lost power. I just got power back. So I don't even know what the fuck time it is because the clocks are all screwed up, you know. So <laughs> perfect. But, uh, one story after another with this character. Well, so yeah. <laughs> now, if you've never been to NHC or listened to one of our, uh, you know, shows from there, Joe and Andy Hudacek are are just a great time. They go every single year. They've been good. How long have you been going, Joe? Uh, that was our ninth one. So next year's ten. So a big one next year. Ten years. <laughs> the big ten. We're gonna have to. We're gonna change BNA party next year to the Hudacek party oh, next Jesus. year. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of talk going around, new slogan, you know, the party like a Hudacek slogan, you know. I mean, people are talking about shirts and stuff, you know. So what, because Andy tells it to you? That, you know, so. I think we need that. Yeah, we'll do one. <laughs> now, why do you like it so much? Why do you guys go every year? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's the, the first year we went, and, you know, we just like, we got to do this again. And after the second one, it's like, all right, this, this has to be an annual thing. It's just, you know, every year it gets better and better. Uh, I think because you you meet more and more people and you got more and more reason to go to the next one every time, you know? Because it seems like every year all the same people are there. It's getting bigger every year, you know? It's great. That's true. 
I think I really like seeing the same faces. I also like seeing new faces because now I now I feel like the veteran. Yeah, you know, like I yeah. feel like the old guy. I'm allowed to go. Hey, let me tell you what you're gonna like about this festival. And I do it in his low, yeah. gritty voice too. Yeah. I, I start sounding like Tasty every time a new guy comes up. I go, yeah. Oh, let me tell you about this. Is this your first conference? <laughs> let me tell you how it works. <laughs> yeah, bring it. your wife over first. <laughs> yeah, where's your wife? You're like old perverts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's your wife? Yeah, more and more. We, we you know, uh, this year we. I don't even remember their first names, but the Brown brothers from Seattle, I remember. It's just, you know, those, those guys were hilarious, you know. Cool. And they're, they're like Andy and I. They're like the same age, and, you know, they make beer together. And, it's you know, it's just, you know, you could bump into anyone and have an awesome conversation, you know. Uh, now, and their last name isn't Brown. They're actually Brown, is what yeah, I think Joe means. <laughs> they're, they're the Brown equivalent of the Hudacheks, is what we're talking about. I get you. <laughs> you, want, you want some irony here? Get a hold of this. The Brown brothers, they won a silver medal uh, in the in the competition, national competition. Nice. And guess what? For what category? Uh, Brown uh, ale. That's right. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I'm not shitting you. That is great. See, you can't ask for more than that at this uh, conference. You know, I don't know if I like talking to Joe alone. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have Andy finishing his fucking sentences and then saying two different things at the same time. I don't know if I like it, Joe. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> I, I'm never going to be big all on my own, am I now? <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Well, you know, one of the, uh, probably the, the most significant thing from this year's convention, as far as we were concerned, because we we didn't we did we missed a lot of talks and we missed a lot we you know we kind of we, we we laid around a lot more you know and just kind of relaxed and took it all in but we were actually it was a working uh, vacation uh, of sorts because uh, we uh, we we've been writing a book and we we pretty much finished it at the convention. Really? Well, what's yeah, what's right. the title of the book, Joe? The, it's called Party Like a Hooded Check. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. It's, it's, uh, it's like three pages. No, it's a board book. It's ten pages. Oh, no. <laughs> the last five are for book. notes. What's that? The last five are for notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's very simple. It's ten chapters, and, you know, we, we got pretty much the whole thing kind of ready to go. And uh, so everyone can look for that next year at the uh, convention. All right, you, know. you can sell it in our booth if you want. That's how happy I am about this book. <laughs> well, we were we were thinking about that. We thought, you know, the first, you know, we we want to donate all the proceeds to the Brewing Network. You know, really? And, uh, yeah, right, right. And uh, we want to do that. And uh, you know, we figured the first. We, we, oh, do it. Andy had one stipulation though, and that was the first ten grand that comes in <laughs> is going to pay for you to come out to our Oktoberfest out here. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Hey, tell, us, you know, tell us more about that October. From out here. All right. Tell us more about that Oktoberfest. How many home brews are you, you going to have this year? Well, we, we, have, uh, we serve 20 every year, mm-hmm. and uh, Andy and I make all 20. Um, so, uh, you know, we've, we've been doing 20 on tap for about five years or so. We, we usually have... About 220 gallons ready to go. So uh, what's your most of every style and 15 mm-hmm. or 20 of some of them, you know. But wow. mm-hmm. we this... just brewed. Uh, last, yesterday we brewed, and uh, we were up to 130 gallons that we have set aside just for that one party. So, wow. so Joe, 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 you know this is tasting. Now tell us what's the best, most popular beer you have. Oh well. <laughs> Come on, you know what to say here. That that's changed there. No, no, Mike. just you can lie now. What used to be the most popular? Light used to be a crowd favorite, okay. but uh, oh. you know, 
Uh-oh. It's um, the the new one was uh, the rhinocitrus, which was a rye beer uh-huh. uh, with some citra hops, and we call it the rhinocitrus. And uh, but I'm in the that top. Was, that was, that, that kind of kicked Pliny's butt last year. But uh-huh. Pliny is a good standby. Uh, we got. In- hey, I got my stats up on my wall here. Pliny Light. Oh yeah, shit. We only went through like a seven and a half gallons of that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's dropped down quick. But I'm in the top five. Come yeah. on, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep all the stats on the spreadsheet. I got, I used to have a printout hanging in my yeah, yeah. all the time. So, yeah. So, right. but, uh, hey, Joe, I have, uh, I've got Warren from Minnesota on the line, and he says okay. that he got into an argument with JP and the Hudacheks, and he wants to get it settled. So, okay. Hey, Wait, was that from this year? I get, <laughs> hey, Warren, are you there? Hello. Beardy, what's up, buddy? Oh, is it Beardy Warren? It's Beardy. Oh, why do we... Yeah. Oh, hey, Beardy, what's My happening? My beard is on the hop grenade. Yeah, how oh. about that, buddy? We oh. did that right after you won, man. I see. I heard something about a beard. <laughs> well, Beardy did great for the Brewing Network Club, so we thought we would uh, adorn the hop grenade on our homepage with Beardy's beard. Uh, yeah. You know. So, uh, congratulations on your victories, Warren. Thank you. Congratulations to the Brewing Network Club. Yeah. Everybody, everyone in the club really Good did job. did great. Were you offended by any of the club of the year talk, or are you you don't care? Well, are you talking I, to me? I figured I've got the uh, on, I've got the club of the year plaque hanging on my wall. Good. So I'm going to put a garbage can underneath as a submission box for all the complaints and whining <laughs> that all the babies had to do. Perfect. I like it. So, Female organizer. Huh? I like it. So if anyone feels strong enough, they can come on up to Bemidji, Minnesota, knock on my door, and I'll show them where it is. <laughs> You'll show them where the complaint box is. All right, good. Where to put it, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. All right, Warren, so tell us, w- you got in a fight with JP and Hudacek? One of the Hudacek brothers was calling me a pussy because my uh, wife wanted me to shave my beard. And I don't know which Hudacek it was. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter. They're, They're the, same. the same thing. That must have been Andy, but... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he said he was smart. smart. I don't... He said he was married to some Latin woman who had a mustache longer than my beard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I didn't know if that was you. Joe, which one is that? That's that's Andy. Andy's not <laughs> but uh, right, okay. Yeah, the whole mustache thing. I don't know. I think that's that's probably his he, comeback. There, I don't well, know, man. <laughs> he, he was calling me a pussy, and he was clean shaven. So I figured his wife must have the facial hair in her relationship. so. Okay, but but now seriously, Beardy, you told us the same thing that that your wife is forcing you to, to shave the beard. And I feel like the Brewing Network Club, I mean, you're kind of our mascot now. Yeah. So if we if, if, if the club wins again next year and you don't have the beard, I, it's just not going to be the same. Well, my wife has uh, been willing. I've been talking to her. She's. I've been keeping the scissors away. I locked them up in the garage. For <laughs> She's going to go Samson and Delilah um, on your ass. Only way you can sleep, huh? Right. And... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, she was willing to negotiate with you guys, actually, to where I could keep the beard and let it keep growing until next year. Okay. So it'll be down. Uh, but what are her one terms? Condition. Okay. Hey, that would be she one hell of a fundraiser wanted. for you guys if uh, if you raise a certain amount, you cut that damn thing off, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but not until after we win the second year. I mean, we, like I said, he's like okay, the mascot. Back to back to titles there. So, okay, what are the terms, Beardy? She's got one. First, it was a baby in the belly. Not from you guys, but from me. <laughs> but I was going to say, yeah. send us a photo. We'll <laughs> talk about it. Okay, you got that already. But 
she wanted for the baby. She wants me to have a job. I just graduated, so I'm um, jobless right now. But I, I want to be a pro brewer. So she was saying, "Hey, well, if you can get an internship out of the deal, you can have the beard till next NHC." I see. So well, I got so I have to find you an internship. So if we're I could get birth. a pro brewing internship, and uh, being being JB's bitch doesn't. JP's bitch doesn't count. So it's got to be a. Pro. Oh, it counts more than you know. Uh, what did you What did you go to school What did you go to school for, Warren? Graphic design. Okay. Okay. Does it have to be a brewing? And you want a brewing internship? Yeah. Does it have to be paid? I, I would like. Uh, I I think I, I might be willing to take anything at this point. And you're in Minnesota. Well, I'm moving to California. Oh, oh that's I, easy. I pick up that oh. home brewing. Uh, I'm, right. pick, I'm picking up that trophy. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. You're moving to Santa Cruz, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's oh, two breweries yeah. right there, yeah. man. Tell the yeah. old lady we got it covered. Don't worry about it. Don't cut that fucking beard. We got you an internship. You keep the beard, <laughs> and we win for a second year next year. It's all a done deal. But, but you know still, what would be cooler I, if you cut off the beard, yeah. sent it over here, and then we could all wear it? <laughs> well, we'd make it into a wig. should go on the trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty Super cold cool. right now. I, I can give. I can make a pretty good toupee if you want. I don't know. I want to wear I will tell boots. you this: we are all wearing the beard to next year's dinner. All right, yeah. everybody's going to the banquet. In fact, Brew Tattoo, you're, <laughs> I know you're out there. You're better at this than me. Please go out and source us a shitload of beards. Big red and ones. They have to be big red ones. They got to be those big ZZ Top beards. As yeah. big, he's is even better than a ZZ Top beard. Big. Go find me the right beard. Order a crapload of them. I'll be able to tuck it in my pants next year. <laughs> Great. Even better. I'm going to start growing mine right now, man. Attaboy, who to check. I feel like I have a challenge now. Grow mine out, too. Yeah. We're Big all red beard. wearing the beard to the banquet next year. I guarantee you that. If anyone wants a beard painting, you can email me, Scott at the Brewing Network. <laughs> doesn't go. that mean something else? This is how we're going to say shove it to, to anybody who doesn't think the BN's a club. Half of that room is going to be wearing beards next year. It's going to be fantastic. So, uh, we'll stick it to the man. That's the plan. All right, yeah, you tell her no problem. I'll get you an internship. You got it. So. All right, we'll see what she's playing. All right, Beardy. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Cheers, brother. We'll talk to you later. Cheers, guys. Okay. All right, baby. All right, so Joe. There's a little bit of backlash about the BN winning a club there? <laughs> yeah, there's a little backlash. I guess it happens with every club every year, so no big deal. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? So. Yeah. We're not gonna. We're, we're gonna. We're just gonna. We're just gonna party. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go who to check style. We're just gonna party all the way through it. There you go. Just don't worry about it, man. Right. <laughs> all right. Listen, I'm coming to Oktoberfest if you get me there, and I, I'm. Supp- I won't. I, I probably won't even survive that thing. Uh, <laughs> so, but I'd love to be there. Hey, I'm. We're getting to the point now where I, I can't even barely survive. There's, there's a younger generation of people that are just uh, outdoing me, man. You know? Right. I, uh, I, I can't, like, hang in there till the very end anymore because it doesn't seem like there ever is an end, you know? <laughs> That's the right problem. Right the night, you know? That's the problem. It's a block party, though, right? It's like all of your houses together? Yeah, well, the houses are all, all adjacent, and there's really no one else around us, really. We're kind of... We're kind of like adjacent to a highway, and it's kind of down in a ravine, and <laughs> next to a, a railroad a track yeah. behind a strip club. You live, you live under an overpass. Yeah, right. That's awesome. There's an overpass there, and they're uh, they're they're ripping that up right now, and uh, it's kind of a we got a little bit of isolation, even though we're kind of uh, kind of in you know. You're nuts. Uh, in, in, you in a van and, down and by the just, river. We just <laughs> added a new here, refrigerator you know? box, so our insulation is doubled. It's top year. notch. <laughs> Corrugated. <laughs> so you're telling us they, they don't let you live in town. Is that the deal? We're, we're, we're out of town. 
town. We're yeah. you know we're we're a couple miles out of town, <laughs> right. but we're uh, you know. <laughs> it's all Hootacheks in that but, street, right? They know the Hootacheks. It's actually called Hootacheks Street. <laughs> it's, it's the Hootacheks compound here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, is, right, is, right. is the book going to be available in Seattle? We'll see the book then. Uh, that's what we're hoping for a release. You know, in Seattle, that's what we're hoping that we could do some signings there. You know, and. Uh, um, it shouldn't take long to make the thing, you know. I mean, we, we're going to start, you know, we're going to make them by hand, maybe, you know. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we, ten know, pages. We only need Jeez. a couple of them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're not going to get to that Each ten thousand anytime soon. Work, you know. Right. <laughs> all the original works, but uh, it, it's co- sort of like a survival guide to surviving the NHC, I think, in a way, you know? Right. Especially as we're getting older, it's a little bit, you know, you know, we need some strategies, you know, to, to, to make it through, you know? Good. And, and still, uh, you know, like one of the, one of the better ones is to, uh, you, you need to take stealth naps. And Andy and I are, are, are well known for our ability to disappear at a party and, and get a nap in when the, no one else knows. And, and then, then we keep everybody else up way too late. And then you showed up like nothing ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. We've been, uh, with, with a lot of our friends around here, we've, we've been banned from taking naps. <laughs> Every, everyone's like real vigilant about watching out, like, wait a second, wait, <laughs> right. has anyone seen a hooded check in a while? And they go hunt us down. Because then you come I'm back not, and stay up That's how it goes. Right. Right, right. All right, Hudacek, I got to go, but I'm looking forward to the book, and I'm glad you called in. I know we talked about this at the conference, but most things we talk about at the conference just get forgotten anyway, so. Yeah, yeah you know, that's what I figured, you know, so. <laughs> I'm but, glad uh, you called in. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll make sure to give Andy some shit for uh, dropping the ball on this whole thing. Yeah, tell you know, Andy to suck it from us. The listeners are not getting the uh, the full Hudacek effect here without without my backup, you know, so. <laughs> there's more? It's true. Oh. There's a lot more. Yeah. It's great. It's double this at the same time. <laughs> this is yeah. like Brian Shard 11. <laughs> it's layered. <laughs> All right, Hudacek. We'll talk to you next time. All right, man. Thanks, Later. brother. Later. Peace. There you go. One of the best parts about the conference, the Huda checks. And that, like like we said, that's that's really only one half of them. So it, uh, it definitely definitely gets better. Every year they take up pictures worse. with Greg Doss from Y-East. And they intentionally cut his head off because he's so friggin' tall and they're right. so short. Perfect. Every year, dude. Love it. Those guys are great. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It's our last break of the night. When we come back, more Drunk of the Week calls. 888-401-BEER. Call in now because we're going to wrap this stuff up. So if you want to call in for Drunk of the Week or if you got questions about NHC or anything else, plus we got a couple of other nice beers to open up that we're going to do and some celebrating to do. So hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. More Beer is doing it again. It's June, and since More Beer is committed to bringing you the best value, they've already slashed hundreds of prices this year. Now, summer is finally here, and they're focused on draft equipment. You'll find new lower prices on keg parts, taps, towers, faucets, and more. And More Beer has awesome sale prices on complete kegging systems this month. And they're also bringing back an old friend, Scotty's, the new 2.5-gallon keg, along with some cool new draft swag. Join the June draft extravaganza only at More Beer and morebeer.com. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. 
White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Mother White Labs. It's all in the vial. Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? What did he say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this guy said. Last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant home brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in malting. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Muntins for brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Muntins. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's so easy. Just throw it together. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah.
soon. I got uh, some Drunk of the Week calls on the line that we need to get to. 888-401-BEER. Call up right now or forever hold your peace because uh, this is our last segment of the night. Uh, so we're going to do it and then we're going to get out. Uh, first phone call is Joe from Hollister, California calling in. Joe, what's happening, brother? What's going on? Nice to have you on. You calling in for Drunk of the Week? I love your clothing line. I am. <laughs> Isn't that a store? I don't know. You don't know either. Pardon me? Are you wearing a Hollister hat right now? I think that's a Disneyland version of a Hollister hat, JP. <laughs> Actually, it's my favorite hat right now. All right, Joe, drunk of the week. Uh, Hollister's Hollister's way different than uh, the Hollister company is way different from where I live. It is. I was in Hollister yeah. once. I bought a custom motorcycle seat in Hollister. From Corbin. From Corbin. Yeah. 
It's worth yeah. it's worth yeah. more than my entire piece of shit motorcycle. Corbin Dallas multi pass. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now Holster's a Holster's no, small no. town. It is a small town. It is. Small town full of white people. It is. Uh, not so much anymore, but uh, it was at one time. I see. All right. Are you calling in for Drug of the Week? I am. What do you have? Um, I start off with uh, two Eng- English IPAs at uh, 6.1. I uh, moved on to two uh, American Pales at 5.9. Uh, two American IPAs at uh, 7.2. And I'm on my fourth double IPA at 8.3. Wow. American Pale at 5.9? That's crazy, yeah. dude. Eh, it's at the you crazy, you know. You crazy. Eh, not so much, JP. Anything under six. I gotta tell you, JP, you're my favorite, uh, my favorite guy on the Brewing Network. Uh, I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Can you <laughs> say that again, but louder? Yeah, uh, you're my favorite guy on the Brewing Network. Oh. I love your <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Wow, you I must be drunk. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm also uh, at, as to uh, Tasty's. Uh, each recommendation I've had, uh, I've vaped probably uh, close to two grams of Bubba Kush. Oh, that's, that's just tonight? Just tonight, yeah. Two grams. Just tonight. You had all that beer and uh, and two grams to the vaporizer? Yes, sir. That don't work, so, you know, there's no uh, there's no, uh, no downside to it. <laughs> Wait, are you retired or they're lazy? No, no, I'm back in school. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, you can go through school like that. It's yeah. fine. The rest of us did. Exactly. Yeah. You'll be fine. That's why they dumb it down, because you're dumb. <laughs> you're just fine. Right. All right, well, that's uh, you, you've had a few drinks, that's for sure. You're one of these guys that has a, that sounds pretty good when he's hammered, though. Yeah, I can tell. You know, it's uh, it's an acquired taste. You know, you, you do it long enough, you, uh, you get used to it. How old are you now? Uh, I'm 32. <clears throat> 32. It's not that acquired. What time, What year did you start? How old are you when you started drinking uh, like that? I prefer not to say. <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. He was probably at my, one of my 12-year-old birthday parties, is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Could have been. All right. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week, my friend. Hey, is uh, Greg still there? Yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah. Greg, uh, he's actually in the, we're in the same homebrew club. Are you making it all the way up from Hollister? Works. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Words of wisdom. We did pretty good on a, a Brewers feud. At yeah, we had a bunch of your chicks on uh, Brewers feud. One of them was yeah. real hot. Actually, they were all cute, but one was real hot. And uh, that's Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, right there. That's Joe's. That's Joe's girl. That's Joe's girl. Yeah. Joe's girl's looking good. Did all right. No, no, all I'm the time. Susie though, Susie was uh, she was the fiery one though. Also cute and oh, she and, throws somebody through the window without thinking twice about it. Yeah, I like Susie. <laughs> she did a good job and she was fun to be around. Yeah, so she ran it. She ran a oh, crunching yeah, competition at some point. A crunching competition. Yeah. People were doing crunches in the uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. I heard. I don't know. It sounds like she needs to be in restraints. No, she probably like that. Too. Yeah, she'd hurt you. All right. Thanks for the call, brother. Thanks, guys. Cheers. I hope is someone taking these notes? I've got no room over here. Yeah, I took something. <laughs> I took one note. What if it was a note? I took one note. Enough to know who it is. I got down two grams of bubble kush. I can't wait to hear the recording of this. Ask the chat room if that same like distorted robot thing is coming through to the program as it is in my headphones. Will you do that for me, please, Moscow? Okay. Hey, chat room. is. Oh, wait. I think you just did it. Whatever. Type it and shut the fuck up and give me the answer. <laughs> wait, wait. I already did it. I already did it, Justin. Thank I did it first. Everyone say no. No, it sounds clear sounds, in the chat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's good news. 
It's real good news because I was about to shoot myself in the face. Uh, all right. Uh, looks like I got James from Salt Lake City calling in for Drunk of the Week. How's that possible? James, what's happening? I don't know. I'm just fucking trying to finish brewing here. Yeah, take me off. Take me off. What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. But take me off. Take me off speakerphone while you're at it, will you? No, I'm not on speaker. I'm just trying to listen on my ass phone. You're telling me right now that you don't have me on speakerphone? No, you're on an iPhone. Up to your ear? Figures. Yes. Fuck that guy. All right. James from Salt Lake City, you're also in the running for Drunk of the Week, but you sound awful, and you're totally lying to me that you don't have me on some kind of speakerphone. I don't have a speakerphone. I have an iPhone. He's in Salt Lake. How much beer could he actually drink? I don't know. Well, he can drink a lot. It's just low alcohol or something. <laughs> Call me back on a clear phone. Drunken retard. <laughs> All right. Uh... B-Rounds from Pismo Beach is on the line. B-Rounds, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? <clears throat> First time, long time. Hey, nice show today. Thanks, brother. You guys, you guys are doing a good thing. Calling in for um, Drunk of the Week. Two things. I didn't get the memo last that yesterday's show was moved to today. Okay. So Check your inbox. Yeah, I know. First time, long time. Um, so tonight, I just decided to refresh from last night and go for some barley wines. Nice. So, nice summer beer. Yeah, yeah, right? Christmas in July, almost. June. Um, you were smoking almost. weed, too, though, right? It's pissed no. off, of course. No? no? Drugs are bad. You sound slow, <laughs> like you're smoking weed. <laughs> I was in a car accident, okay? <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I had my brain taken <laughs> my out. Fault. Yeah. My fault. Actually, not running I on a my, brain. My boss might be listening. Careful, I get drug yeah. tested. Oh, got it. Yeah. Uh, my brain is on the job. Everyone has to be tested after this. Right next to me. <laughs> All right. So a bunch of a bunch of barley wines tonight. Oh, wait. Yeah, Bigfoot ten and eleven, and then um, I got a nice bottle of uh, Alaskan barley wine, two thousand ten. That was pretty good. And then uh, I started going into some stouts um, and imperial porter. Um, Where, oh, it's good to slow down, down after those barley wines. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm about ready. I'm ready for some sour stuff. Oh, so, so are we. Huh? Greg just poured us some gonna, sour yeah. stuff, I think. Yeah, it's kicking me in the teeth. Smell my underwear. I just, I just be around. Taste this beer. I've just had a bottle of the Leesman's Udenband. That's my next beer. So Never had it. And that's going to that's gonna wrap up the night. All right. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week, my friend. Thanks for the call. You got it. Keep it up, guys. All right, brother. Yeah. Greg, what is this again? So this is a 2006 uh, Cantillon St. Lamb. It is some... It's sour like like the rosé is. And I've never had the St. Lamb Venus be so sour, but I guess I've never had one so old either. Neither have I. So I picked this up um, through a friend and uh, did some trading for it. Oh, yeah. That's one that punches you right in the bottom of the tongue. So Chad and Tasty have been tasting this this, uh, cork. Tasting it? How is it tasting? I was tasting smelling it. it. Oh, look at that thing. It's like green. But that's the actual Moldy. cap. That's the cap side, which is interesting. So that's Weird. not the beer side. Oh, that was the top. side on the cap. Oh, so it was in a moldy room. Probably. Yeah. I think so. yeah. Oh, yeah. It smell, you can it smell it. It smells like the beer. Or it just got some moisture underneath the cap when they bottled it. Yeah, it's wet all the way through. The whole thing yeah. is sticky. So yeah, The beer has lots of almond aromas. It's pretty pretty nice. Wow, that's a good one. That's yeah, the best St. Lamb that I've ever had. Yeah, so uh, if you got some, save it. Hold it for a while. Mm-hmm. See if it turns out this way for so. five years. 
Oh, yeah. That's about it. Oh. It's this- usually the first one I open when I'm saving them because it doesn't sour like that. I should have saved them. You're right back there. That's good. Ah, so this does it for oh, you, good. huh, Jay? Like the, just the more sour, the better. Oh, it does it. This one's tough, man. I don't oh, know if I can't handle it. Oh man, I like it. All right, uh, let's see. Grant from Spokane, Washington. Grant, what's happening, brother? Uh, not much. How you doing? We're doing all right. Calling in for drunk of the week. Yes, I am. All right, from Spokane, huh? Yes, yeah, Spokane. Compton, as some people like to call it. Spoke Compton. Why, you guys smoking a bunch of weed up there, too, or you capping bitches? They're smoking each other. Uh, uh, well, no, there's just a lot of white people who like to think that they're from Compton here. <laughs> I see. I like that. Uh, yeah, you know, it happens. Uh, what have you, you been drinking tonight? I've been drinking Gordon Biersch. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a, actually had a chance to try it before. Um, they've... Uh, I've never found them in any of the beer stores around here, but oddly enough, the Costco started carrying them. All right. So you got their variety pack. Yeah, the variety pack. Mm-hmm. So how many of the bo- that, how many uh, of the blonde box have you had? That's the question. That's the strong one. But, well, yeah. See, well, I'm on the third blonde box because obviously that's the well highest alcohol. And if I'm calling in for drunk of the week, I got to go with that, right? Sure. It's also a good beer, but it is the highest alcohol. That's right. Yes. Excellent. It's excellent. Okay. Um, I've had, uh, I'm on my third one of those. I've had uh, two of the Czech style Pilsners, which are pretty good. Like, I mean, as far as Pilsners go, I haven't had too many, but, you know, it's better than a lot of American Pilsners are like Budweiser ones. It's probably my fra- uh, my favorite Czech Pils when it's fresh. I love their, their Pils. That's a damn good Czech Pils. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. No. And then uh, I've got a couple of the summer brows and uh, Americans as well. Okay, so you've just been making your way all the way through a Gordon Beer variety pack for tonight's drunk of the week. Yeah, <laughs> that's a feat. That is feat. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. And it's a good way to do it too. You're going to feel okay in the morning. You know, other brewers, uh, other guys uh, competing for this, they're not going to feel so great. But that's all clean German beer. They they brew that stuff just to wake up in the morning and go back to work. So you're doing okay. Yeah, see, and uh, today is my Friday, so and I uh, <laughs> I have to get up early and start working on my house tomorrow. So that's nice. You'll be in good shape. Have another, save one blonde right. bock for the morning, and you'll be fine. <laughs> then jump up on the roof yes, and do whatever you have to that's do. That's an excellent... Actually, I am going up on the roof tomorrow morning, so that is very good to know. <laughs> Save two, then. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Don't tie, tie her up to the chimney, too. Yeah, yeah. Don't call me when you fall off. <laughs> All right, Grant. Well, no, 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 no. I won't. Uh, You're in the running. Cheers, brother. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Later. Bye. All right, Grant from Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Spokane. Anybody know? Anybody Spokane, care? Spokane. I don't even care. Spokane. Yeah, then, you, then it doesn't matter. Uh, all right. Let's see. What else do I have here? I think I got Andy Hudacek on the line. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hudacek. Oh, yeah. Is he too? Andy Hudacek. Yes. What the hell's going on? What happened to you? What, you, got, you go home and save the babies or something? Yeah. What the fuck? First of all, what the fuck's up with... What don't you understand about the Sunday session? <laughs> Did you try to call in yesterday? Yeah, we're calling our ass off. It's like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's I, the Sunday part no, that we right. don't understand. So, I did so, so then we actually access the internet, and it says everything. Like, <laughs> damn it. 
Yeah. Here, access the internet. They JP, just got that out there. JP, help me yeah, out. This internet All right. thing. Would you go to the library to do that? Here, here's yeah. how it went with the Hootie Checks. Uh, hey, Andy. Yeah, yeah. What, what the hell you want? Well, uh, you know, we're uh, I'm trying to call into this here. Uh, the radio show. Yeah, but I can't really find it. Uh, the number is 888-401-2337. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I'm trying to climb it out, but there's nobody. There's nobody. I can't understand the thing. Uh, I can't find the proper connection to get. Maybe you can help. Well, maybe we could check. What's that thing called? The inter, the, the, the W. I think the, it's called the, the telephone. The, I think no, it's not, called the, the tele- not that one. Not that no, one. The, we should call the internet. The, the, the internet. We should call the internet. I'll call the I'll Let's call, call the internet. I'm calling the let's internet call, right let's now. Let's call them. We'll talk to those guys. And then we'll find out if the show is on the. Yeah, those guys would be great. Those guys would be great. On the on the thing. Uh, 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 you want to take a nap? <laughs> Let's go for a nap. Right. What's amazing is you sound exactly like us. <laughs> right. That it's was like our... two conversation at once thing. Yeah, but it does meld it... together. Exactly. That's exactly what was happening right there. <laughs> well, we're glad that you know, wait, one of you made it today. I'm at a baseball game thing. It's our last, wow. my son's last baseball game of the season. He got real red. And we're at Buffalo Wild Wings drinking, and, and of course my phone's in my, my my phone's in my pocket on vibrate. Joe called me like a thousand times. Hey, we got to get on here. As soon as I get out, I look at it. It's like son of a bitch. I miss this goddamn thing. You know. Oh, that's too bad. We didn't want you guys in the room together. It's our fault. Uh, now wait a second. You're at your son's baseball. Are you at your son's baseball game or are you out drinking? Because you said both. Drinking. No, I'm drinking. Oh, okay, <laughs> got it. You were at the your baseball son's. game at a long time ago, and it was time to drink. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, uh, your brother uh, uh, Joe represented you guys well, but it's just not the same without both of you. You know. I. I, I we we do tend to finish each other's sentences, so you know, yeah, it, it works out. It works out better that way. Although he is a teacher, so he's used to speaking to a crowd. So <laughs> he is the much better speaker than I am. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm the kind of the guy that like throws throws a lob up there, and Joe like hits it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. All right. I'm the guy that's always like instigating the conversation, getting it going in one direction. You know. Well, we're happy to hear about the new book, and we can't wait to sell it from the Brewing Network booth next year. Yeah, I, I was telling Joe, you know, you know, it's a win-win for everybody, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it's a win-win for the Brewing <laughs> Network. It's a win-win for the AHA, like getting people out to the convention because right. the convention is is where it's all at, you know. It, it's. You cannot emphasize enough to get people out to a convention. It's like you go to one convention, you're going there for life. Absolutely, and it's also and a win it's for it's the for drunks everywhere because I'm sure it's going to have good advice, you know, <laughs> and how to drink. That's why it was good for me. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> right. That was your part of good for everybody. <laughs> All right. I tell you. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to the book. I appreciate you calling. Uh, enjoy your night at the bar, brother. Rock and roll. Later. All right, later. Don't tell me what to do, first of all. All right, the other half of the Huda checks there. There you go. Uh, all right, we've got uh, Brutat on the line with a story about NHC. Brutat? Hey. Hey, bud, what's happening? Good. You get, you, you missed a lot of, uh, of the uh, conference there, especially on the last night when the cops were called. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-oh. What time did I yeah. get? Uh, what time did I get dragged out of the room? Uh, it was it was while you were there giving your big speech, your speeches. When you got up on the table, that's when Badrock was outside trying to calm down the cops. Oh, I didn't know the cops were there when we were doing the speech. Yeah, yeah, I did miss that. You're in there getting the whole crowd riled up and everything. Everybody's going crazy. I'm going, oh god, we're getting shut down. We're getting shut down. Oh no! What and did Bad the cops say? It over real good. Oh, he did. Uh, they said, uh, 
Yeah, they said you got to keep it down. Basically, people were going outside with beers, and they couldn't have that. Okay. So we were cool with that. And they said you couldn't be in the halls. But, you know, as long as we were in the room, they said, cool. So oh. I'm like, hey. And they were they were pretty much that way all week. Actually, the town of country, which I I hated oh. as a hotel, was very cool <laughs> yeah. to us as a party place. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly because I figured at any time somebody's going to be knocking on the damn door to kick us all out. But well, and everybody was raving until at least three or four, and then you know all the lightweights went to their room. Right, <laughs> including me, turned into a yeah, lightweight. Well. I, I heard yeah, from yeah. friends who were staying uh, directly above us, but about five floors up, and. Yeah. And it wasn't as if people left us alone because we were quiet. They heard us five floors up. It's just that nobody cared, or they yeah. just, or they knew that we would just be assholes was, if you came and told us to shut up anyway. So, right. I so think that, that they, was the one good thing about the hotel. I was real surprised about that. Right. Maybe they were hypnotized so. by all the hot chicks at the after party, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to call hotel security on them. You know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was it. Hot <laughs> chicks. What? What? <laughs> Well, once the wedding joined, I guess. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, nobody ID'd those girls, but uh, hey, I figured what the hell, you know. <laughs> Room's under your name. I figured what the hell, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I considered that after that point. When the club got there, I'm like, oh, shit. Right. They're going to say, uh... Who's, who's staying in this room? And I'm like, oh, God. Bad rock. Good talk to him. Yeah, I don't remember the cops at all. The only time I remember the cops yeah. is on Wednesday night after the party when we were walking from my room to your room to the party room. We had Sammy with us playing his Casio yeah. all the way there so we could sing along in the parking lot. Um, mm-hmm. And by all the way there, I mean it lasted about 45 seconds before about three security guards came just running, sprinting up to us. Oh, you guys can't be you can't be playing songs. There are no songs at the town and country. You cannot be playing songs. Yeah. Is this Footloose? Uh, yeah, that had me real worried it that it was going to be a long week. Right. But no, once we were inside, they didn't care. No, they've always been pretty cool there. I've been there a few times for beer events, and they're pretty mellow. As long as you keep it inside and no one's really complaining, it's fine. But I'm telling you, aside from that, I hated that place. But I hate it's that real hotel. weird, man. Jay, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Tr- isn't that a trade-off you would make? Party as long it as is. you want. It's a it, trade-off. I'll do it again. I won't complain about That's it too right. much because it is a trade-off I'd make. But it just—I don't know. I thought the staff, uh, the security was fine. The rest of the staff were dickwads, and it was just kind of. They have this like kind of southern Georgia try to like feel they're going for all these little bungalows that have this like they're, tra- they're going for this like country feel. No, it, town and country. It comes off as old and stupid. Is what it, they should call themselves the old and stupid because it's not nice or neat or it doesn't have any southern charm. Well, I don't know. I thought their oatmeal was very reasonably priced. <laughs> we did. I did. Yeah, but they did and, leave us alone. Uh, so what can I say? Everybody missed the uh, blobber Jenga on uh, club night or Kruber's night. That's true. We did not miss drunk Jenga this year. I looked around that room on Wednesday night and saw all the massive heavy objects that could be used. <laughs> Turns out they all were used. Guy had like couches and tables and furniture of all sorts stacked up all the way until when he finally woke up, he like hit his head on the on the objects that he couldn't get out. He was just completely covered. Apparently, there's a bunch of photos, right? Yeah, yeah, we got photos of it, but uh, yeah, he got real early, so we had to do it early, so everybody missed it. But, But he rallied. Love it. That little guy rallied, and he was up drinking beer, and he was up till dawn. It was good to see him there. It was good to see him. It was uh, drunk, jagged. That's how to not stealth nap. Yeah, 
All right, Tat. Well, thank you for everything. The well, hospitality suite worked out. You've proved to me once again that we really can't even do this party without a hospitality suite. So, exactly. Now gotta we have it. Now we'll we got to do it. Every... We will. Yeah. Okay, we'll work it out. All right. All right. We'll see you. Thanks about it. Later. Uh, all right, Brew Tattoo, everybody. Always a big help to us, and we appreciate it. Um, all right, uh, what do we got? James, uh, is this oh, James from Salt Lake back on a landline, though, now? Hey, James, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? There he is. <laughs> he's on the same phone. Wow. Maybe it's just Salt Lake. Now he's in a home. <laughs> yeah. You guys using copper wires there? <laughs> they actually, he plugs one of the, of the phone cords into his ass and the other one into his armpit, and he just talks. That's what's happening. It's a string in a cup. Yeah. Hi, James. There's a lot of copper here. The Mexicans are stealing it. I see. That's racist. It is. There's Mexicans <laughs> sorry, in Utah? I'm racist right now. There's one. It's, yeah, I'm in Utah. All right. Uh, drunk of the week, James? Uh, absolutely. What do you had? Um, I've been drinking all day. I've been brewing. I've had, um, I don't know, probably finished about half of my keg of American wheat, a couple brown porters. St. Lupulin IPA. Um, uh, a couple Red Rock beers. All right, good enough for me. You're in uh, for Drunk League. What'd you brew today? Uh, I brewed a Bavarian Vice. Yeah. But you're hammered by the end of it? Um, well, probably about halfway through it, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of my brew days. Uh, do you often drink when you're brewing? Uh, normally, I have a partner here to kind of drink for me while i'm brewing so i could keep track of everything okay so your beer is used to heavy drinking being around it uh for the most part yeah all right oh it'll be fine it'll be good all right well good luck with the beer and you are now in the running for drunk of the week my friend all right thanks a lot thanks brother cheers all right I'm starting to believe the listeners are just say that the list is boring Getting bored of the list. It is. big for Utah. <clears throat> we got to come up with a better way than the the suggestions we've been given aren't good. No, we need a different. We need to put our heads together and come up with a new drunk of the week test. Other than the uh, how about hangover of the week? Mm, you like have somebody interesting film themselves? Yeah, that would just be like fishing stories, though, right? I mean, That'd it's always going to be bigger a than more it really interesting. Was. Yeah. Oh, but if yeah. it's a, if it's a little short, like one minute YouTube yeah. video, yeah, I like that idea. So oh, video, could, yeah, you get to see them all miserable. Yeah. Maybe throwing up. <laughs> Hangover of the Week's pretty good with his video. You guys. really want to see this, huh? No, no, I don't. But I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners do. Yeah. Well, there you go. Chad just volunteered to go through them all and pick a winner. Right. <laughs> no problem. Great. Send them to me. <laughs> all right. Michelle from Illinois is on the line. Michelle, what's happening? Illinois. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. It you? Depends. I am doing really well. I just wanted to let you know that my husband, Richard, has um, he's been corresponding with you back and forth about um, an order that came through that was incorrect. Yeah. Okay. It was a, the hat and the shirt and all that. Well, I just want to let you know that it all worked out. I got my hat and my shirt today and on my birthday, and you guys are having a session, so I just can't be any happier. Oh, you got it in time for your birthday. Happy birthday, Michelle. I got it. I know. I'm so excited, guys. I'm wearing, I'm sporting the hat right now. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love I'm glad it worked too. out. Uh, there's a there's about one or two times per year that we don't <laughs> completely fuck things up. So I'm glad. <laughs> Happy 21st birthday, well, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> 29 and holding. 
That means she's 37. Perfect. All right, send us... Hold on now. Wait a second. Send us a photo of you in the hat so we can put it on our greatest hits page or something. Okay, right? I can do that. All right, the wall of female listeners. Um, uh, just another little aside, really quick. Yeah. Um, my husband quick. also. <laughs> really quick. I know you guys are trying to get off of here. But, no, um, no, no. Go ahead. <clears throat> he also got me Little Panther. Oh, no. nice. That he is a good no. Gift. He said he said no. He didn't get that. That you got that for me. Yeah. So thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. So once you learn that album, you should go see them on tour. Uh, Are they good on tour? I don't know. I can only imagine. I'm just saying that they. How must can they not be? Right. But they surely can't be touring, guys. This, this has got to be a joke. Seriously. No, they they're a real well, band, and um, yep. they're they're just awesome. Okay, right, guys. Well, got, right. Awesome. Right. Okay. There's some joke built in there for sure. Yeah, but, but they're a legit <laughs> band, though, man. Yeah, they're legit. Have you listened? Have you listened to the whole album yet? The B side. I have is awesome. not even taken it out of the plastic, but my husband keeps walking what? around singing the whole community property song. I'm just like, holy fuck! That one's good, but this one uh, right here is 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 probably my favorite. It goes out for your birthday. Is it, is it, you should open okay. it right now. No, it's not going to play. For oh. me. Where do you uh, Where do you live in in Illinois? We are in Moline. Is that near Chicago? It's the Quad Cities. Um, we are probably about two and a half hours west of Chicago. Because on 721 Steel Panther, we're playing at Cubby Bear oh, see? in Chicago, Illinois. Told you okay. they tour. Yeah. Well, don't tell my husband because he might take me. <laughs> Once you listen to that album, you're going to want to go. Yeah, isn't that what you want, though? Yeah, am I going to be hooked? Oh, okay, yeah. well, I'll, give, I'll give it a shot. Oh, dude. I'll give it a shot. In month nine, they're going on an Australian tour. Oh, sweet, man. Yeah. I really wasn't talking to you more than Jay, but that's fine. Sorry, I'm having a love-hate relationship with all our new software right now. Fucking oh. hate yeah. it when stuff won't play when it's supposed to. I want to play the things. All right, Michelle, thanks for calling. Hey, you know what? I want to say, again, thank you so much for making my birthday a good one. Um, oh, you guys nice. just really rock. I just love you guys. So I'm, I'm really glad it made it. No problem. Glad we got there in time. It and it makes me very happy. So thanks again, guys. Enjoy Great. your night. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, you Quad and JP cities. do sound like robots. Yeah, but hopefully it's not coming. Th- I don't think it's coming through. Yeah, they're saying so. it's in the board. I could go through the whole reason it does that if you want, but no one wants to hear that. Yeah. I'm really. I, I'd I, rather hear Michelle talk about her day. I'm personally. actually. Yeah, I'm actually still not convinced that it, that they're not hearing it until I listen to the archive because it's a weird. Phenomena, but I do hope it's the truth. Phenomena. Phenomena. Greg, did you have something to say? Were you raising your hand like you're in class? Oh, no. I was, I was saying I want to hear about bit. your whole story about why the board doesn't work. Right. Uh, all right, finally, who was on three, Moscow? Uh, it's uh, it's Aaron and Steve. You're uh, your BYOB TV guy. Aaron. Steve Doty, what's happening, brother? Uh-oh. What's up? How's it going? It's going all right. You what's up, still, lover? You still celebrating over there? Yeah, I am. I'm a little toasty right now. Yeah, yeah. Not a boy. You've been on a rampage yeah, yeah. since Thursday night. Where is my Czechoslovakia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it's still yeah. over there. It's, it's right I where Russia it. left it. You're like ready to go, right? Give me my money. <laughs> Bags are packed. You guys are ready to go. She's sitting yeah, on the man, curb so waiting wait. for the car to pick them up. We really are, yeah. I thought there was a limo. JP was going to be the driver or something. <laughs> right. You'll never make Dirty it. Dirty school bus. Uh, right. I By the way, I think you badly misrepresented re- re- Herbie. <laughs> he looks terrible on TV. That I, was oh, you look dog. Herbie. 
Yeah. Kirby loves me. Let me let me tell you I'm gonna tell you both something right now. All right. As, All right. Don't ever call me again. As a responsible dog owner. Uh you you two badly represented Herbie. <laughs> yeah. And nope. this whole he's really a good dog thing. I know what you're talking about because I'm a dog owner and I know what they do. But you got to get control of that shit. You can't let your dog. The fix for a dog like that is not to put a muzzle on him. It's to figure out how to train a dog from jumping out and attacking people. You guys got to figure that shit out. It's Caesar's. I don't know. I think he just sensed the negative energy and he just went after it. In Greg, in the nicest guy (laughs) I've ever met in Bruin. Or maybe he hates positive energy, and that's why he liked me. Well, I'm evil on the inside. So. No, My pants are evil. Aaron and Steve are... I appreciate Something the is wrong with you guys. <laughs> Aaron and Steve are like the chick from the reality TV show that's like, you you edited it to make me look like a bitch. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Right. How can you... You were urinating in the jacuzzi and slapping the other woman. Like, you how, you can't edit that in. Yeah, but before I that, that I had used the bathroom and was hugging the same woman. You edited it that way. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, it was the- <laughs> That's what made him look bad. He didn't right. actually do that shit. All right. Where's if, Greg? This is him. If, if you, no, 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 it's true. Oh, no, I we, we made up afterwards. We made out. Well, if you have all right, if you haven't seen the final episode of BYOB TV, it's episode ten. This is a bit of a spoiler, but go check it out, and you'll see what we're talking about. And even though the dog ended up, look at the last uh, you know scene that we did with the dog was like the sweetest look in the world, but you, you still you got to train your dog, man. You can't let it do that. I have trained him. It's not even about that. It's about that. The dog has behavior problems. You ever watch Caesar Milan? That thing's a freak. (laughs) Thanks. And and it's it's funny to hear him explain it, too. Even on the show, they're like, uh, Steve goes, well, he's fine afterward. Right after he (laughs) chews your nuts off, then he totally just wants to, like, hang out and be friends. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. After he gets your nuts in his mouth, totally fine. <laughs> it's a lot like JP that yeah, way. That's true. Once. Exactly that way. Also, Aaron, totally. it's not a not a great plan to proclaim that you have trained the dog, because that just means there's no hope, or you've done a terrible job, or both. Right. Tisk, 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 tisk. That's all I have to say. Pretty is perfect. What are you two going to do with that demon dog when you head out to uh, the Czech Republic? I'm watching him. Actually, <laughs> we're going to work on our relationship. <laughs> Greg's going to watch it for you. Yeah. We Two, words, up Two words, Greg. Shock Greg, collar. Uh, or shotgun, yeah. I think. Ooh, would be oh. Plan B. Okay. Yeah. That dog jumps six feet, though, too. Grown men are it's such a small dog. I mean, seriously. My favorite part about that brew day was seeing the dog after after it gets loose and jumps real high in the air for no fucking reason and attacks Greg's pant leg. It lays it literally lays down on the ground in the in the in the garage and just its little tongue sticks out of its muzzle. Right. It was it was, I was like, oh, that's cute. Now it looks docile. All right. Now let me tell you. Let me tell you why this bothers me. I'm gonna get, let me get it out right now. Please, please tell me. Justin. Yeah, please. Had my dog done it, whose breed is a pit bull. I would have to put the dog to sleep. The whole world would jump up on a soapbox and talk about how evil pit bulls are and how aggressive they are. When your little shitty mutt does it and then lays down and sticks its tongue out, oh, it's cute. He's just cute. When a pit, when a pit bull does it, it's because they're the devil's uh, semen and they're just out there killing babies and the whole world. And this is why it bothers me. That the whole—it's all breed specific. Your dog's allowed to be aggressive and retarded. My dog would get its head cut off for that. Wow, this is rough. Man. Tell me I'm yeah. wrong. Tell me I'm wrong about that. 
bad, a bad word, you know, and it's a bummer for them. But. That's yeah. right. I mean, it is pent up aggression about the breeds. What kind of dog? What kind of dog do you guys have? Parson Terrier. Okay. And if it was a Chihuahua <laughs> or a Dachshund yeah. or a Poodle or any of the other aggressive breeds that go chewing on people's legs, oh, it's just maybe it was just Greg though. Let's just, keep that in mind. Yeah, so, he was that's really true. If it, okay, I'll yeah. give you the benefit of the doubt for a second. If it was just right. Greg, why did it have a muzzle on it? Well, Steve, you wanna, uh, do you want to tell the quick story about the hiker? <laughs> because it's not just Greg. What was the hiker story about? <laughs> Tasty, tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. you got to keep the dog in there. Napoleon Syndrome. He just really is just, you know, upset about his size. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got right. Dr. Scott Syndrome. Yeah, yeah he does. He's <laughs> Right, he dry, he he normally just hangs out in a Hummer and uh, and just and then he's comfortable. Yeah. He just sits yeah, normally, there. yeah, it's totally cush. So you know he's pretty chill when he's hanging out in his Hummer, driving around, paycheck. Right, yeah. but when you put him on the ground and people are towering over him, he's very aggressive. Right. He gets feisty. Yeah, get your dog yeah. a big truck. Well, I'll t- I will tell you this. After all my ranting, it's one of the best uh, scenes in the history of BYOB TV. It looks Actually, great. Actually, yeah, it is. Besides the the chick slipping on the uh, the wet grain, the spent grain and stuff, that was a good true. one. True. Oh, it's yeah. second, it is second uh, mark to that. The yeah. slippery tarp yeah. trap. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I, I have beef to the, the Raider girls and uh, feeding of food on my birthday. Yeah, dude. Steve that was too that, was on her birthday. Was, um, she was pissed. Really? I was a little, a little upset about that. Well, just, you know, uh, take it from us. Uh, Steve did uh, wear protection, so <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's Thank fine. You. And You're if welcome. you were upset about what you saw, you should see what made the cutting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I got those numbers for you, Steve, when you're ready. Simcoe's gone wild. Seriously, <laughs> uh, though. DVDA comes to mind. I don't want to ruin it for you. But how hot, how hot were, were those chicks, though? Uh, what was that? Episode uh, six. Alexis, yeah. in particular, super hot broads we had on that. Yeah. Uh, so that's the name of my new daughter, by the way. Alexis? Yeah. Nice. She should they only be so lucky to hot. grow up that hot. To be yeah, a Raider at Ginger, too. So that probably keep telling her. That's really helping me, Ryan. Thanks, <laughs> so, guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, time, man. Greg, one day your daughter might fan reality TV guys with banana leaves. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll just send her over to my fiddle's house and be all set. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was or the Paxton. That was... Amazing. I wish we got to see more of his face on that episode. Sure. Yeah, you got some good food out of it, too. I definitely did. Thanks again. All right. Well, I hope you guys are going to enjoy your trip. We'll make sure that you get that information as quick as possible. And, um, yeah, congratulations, Steve. It was a good job you did. Tell Herbie I say hi. Thanks again, guys. Thanks again for the show, too. That was rad. Yep. No worries. And are you guys, you want me to put you in the running for Drunk of the Week? Uh, sure. We're both getting wasted on my uh, pale ale right now. So, sure, what the fuck? Yeah, Aaron sounds kind of fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. She's about to puke something soon. <laughs> oh. Uh, nice. Like, how long, Aaron, before you puke? <laughs> I've given her an hour. She's been drinking. We've been drinking no, beer in the sun all day. Started okay. with cocktails, switched to my pail. She decided to switch to wine, so it's just a bad combo. Start oh, no. I can't wait an it's hour, though. Matters. You sure you can't do it, like, right now, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for calling. Cheers. Peace. Stupid dog. <laughs> you know I'm fired up inside, Chad. Chad's the one guy in the room right now knows that I'm really to kill. Because I'm serious. Why is it that that dog's allowed to come do that shit and right. it's cute? Because it's a tiny dog. But come and, and does it and, and, it's the, and it's the world's 
Worst dog. Because no one's ever died from that little dog doing it. Still, that dog's more aggressive than any pit I've ever seen. I had two people call up, and both of them were like, hey, I want to back Justin up on the pit bull thing. I've got one. It's the best dog ever. Me too. I lived with a pit bull for years, and she was fantastic. But more importantly, I mean, uh, yes, I could go off about them being the, the fantastic breed, but more importantly... It's how it's acceptable for small dogs to be aggressive and not acceptable. All right, look, at uh, a Tasty has a Labradoodle, all right? Not considered a mean dog or anything else, but it's, a, but it's a big dog, okay? Yeah, yeah. And if that big dog had done the same thing to your ankles that that little dog did, you bet your ass that Tasty would be hearing about it right. from animal control and everybody else. But when a little dog goes into, oh, he's just friendly, he's cute, fuck that. You got to train that dog. Yep. Can't so if you that. want to make a PSA of your dog attacking my legs, <laughs> put them side by side and put it up there and see, see same difference. I should. My dog, Let my pit bull will be licking your face while the mini dog will be chewing your ankles raw. It had the it had the muzzle on as it was attacking you, right? Yeah, but uh, what Steve, God. So what Steve didn't tell you was there's another story while we were on on set, and uh, I think he shared this with the camera, so I'm not not putting anything new out there, right? But uh, there was a story about same dog. Decided to go for a hike. Same thing. There was a hiker with some new uh, new gear on, all types of stuff. No muzzle this time. Okay. And uh, just shredded a brand new pair of hiking pants. Really? Yeah. Just attack him, shredded the pants. Did it get yeah. break any skin or anything? I don't think so. But it just ruined the pants, and they kind of went. And what did the Sorry. hiker say? I think they uh, they left in quick fashion after that. Oh, so. I see. Now, if it were my dog that had done that, they wouldn't be going anywhere. They'd be calling nine one one. There would be a whole stink about it. That's my point. Don't look at me like that, I Chad. You. I love you, Steve. I, no, you're you're right. I'm with you. <laughs> I love you're you, right. That would be a different case. Yeah. Let's change the subject. I just don't like that. <laughs> but it was great TV. I actually don't care about oh, the dude, dog I doing it. My pants. It, it was, was just a good point to do a pit bull PSA. But uh, it was some funny TV. Justin, what would it. that what would that PSA sound like if you cut it? If I did it, yeah. it wouldn't be very... It probably hey, wouldn't be the... look piece. at this. Yeah. All right. Now we got to talk about things. That's how it would sound. See? See, I told you. I'm not a good pit bull spokesperson because I get very angry. I started out pretty good when I first... my I've had my pit for 13 years now. And in the beginning, I was all about being an ambassador and I'd take her to the dog parks. About six years through that, I just got fed up. I got fed up with all the idiots and the stupid comments and people walking to the other side of the road and, and my dog trying to have a good time at the dog park and everybody freaking out. So I stopped being a good uh, spokesperson for the breed about six years ago because I started to want to just say, you guys are stupid. That's how I get. I stop debating and I just start calling people stupid. Yeah. I start telling the truth is what it is. I start going, you're an idiot and I know everything. That's what happens. So there's some parallels there with that and the... Everything else I do. You know, all that, too. But the Brewing Network uh, club talk. Right. People talking about stuff they don't know about. It's true. Sticking their, f- sticking their nose into things they don't know about. Get your facts straight first. Word. Spider Wrangler from Ohio on the line for Drunk of the Week. Spider. Spide. Oh, wrong button. Spider. Hi. Hey, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fucking okay. A. Drunk of the week, guys. Yeah. What do you? Something he's hitting on us. Yeah. Yeah. Not intentionally. It's pretty big. I mean, you know. Yeah. Nothing. I just. I was just at a launch party for the blog about homebrew and shit that I write. 
Um, so uh, they had me checking shit, uh, checking fucking people in all night. So uh, I was stuck at a table, but uh, people kept bringing me beer. So it was, it was good. You sure they weren't bringing you Quaaludes, Spider? <laughs> I like that it's no, for a, uh, a lunch party for the blog. IPAs, man. All right, hang on a second. It was a launch party for your blog, is that correct? Um, it's, a. Uh, I'm, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, um, so the, <laughs> the blog is, uh, Drink Up Columbus, so it's all about, like, beer and wine and liquor in Ohio, so I wrote the, uh, homebrewing section for that blog. Okay. Okay. Um, so it was, uh, the launch party at a local bar, um, so there was, uh, $2 drafts all night. Of what? And people kept uh, of everything. Nice. Um, so I was drinking uh, mostly uh, Two Hearted Ale uh, from Bell's. Uh, had some Lake Erie Monster. Had some uh, some Stone IPA. But I I don't know how many I had because people just kept bringing me beer because I was uh, checking people in. So. Who, did, who did you uh, shit all over in order to be stuck with that job? Should, uh, shouldn't you been enjoying up, your own I party? Well, the the party the uh, launch party started at seven, and I showed up early. Uh, so basically, I got uh, the job of checking people in. Okay. So uh, <laughs> the, the, and then, uh, the lesson there is is show up uh, late and be lazy, and then you don't have to check people in. Right. Uh, but I guess on the other side, if you show up early and you get stuck checking people in, people just buy you beers and bring you beers and then you don't have to fucking do anything other than ask people their name sounds so, good to me yeah, sounds like a job for JP at our next uh, oh, yeah. BNA6 party you know how much I like um, people, people. <laughs> but, uh, but you get beer and apparently you just have to write down their name I got beer anyway you don't even have to look up I can picture you now you're just looking down at the paper name. You grab your beer and you just go, name. <laughs> oh, hey, JP, I really, I love you on the show. Name. But I, name. <laughs> but you're my, name. It would be more like, <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, brother. Well, listen, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week. You sound real drunk. Oh, he's drunk. He's yeah, on top right I'm, I'm certainly not sober. All right. Thanks, brother. Cheers. All right, man. All right, later. Okay. Hello? Let's see how comprehensive my list here is. I didn't do too well. Uh, I had Joe from Hollister, who sounded real sober, but had a whole bunch of beer. Lots of different IPAs and high alcohol. And the other two grams of Bubba Kush, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, through the... Can't forget that. Through the vaporizer. Through a vaporizer. Yeah. That's a lot of vapor bags, by the way. That, oh. makes, that makes the night. And then B-Rounds in Pismo Beach had a crap load of barley wine. And then Grant... In Spokane, Washington, had a whole, um, well, he had a lot of a Gordon Beersh variety pack. Yeah, he had the variety <laughs> And then Spider Wrangler right there from Ohio was real drunk. Yeah, come on. He's, yeah. And then um, James from Salt Lake City, don't really know what he had. Well, he said he, 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 but not he had sober. a half a keg of American wheat that he was finishing homebrew, you know? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty You could tell he'd been hitting that pretty hard. Yeah, wheat beer, though. Andy Hudacek was actually calling in for Drunk of the Week, even though he was just doing a follow-up. Was he? Yeah. And he sounded kind of drunk. Uh, of course, Aaron and Steve Doty from Santa Rosa were calling in for Drunk of the Week. And I think that's everybody. 
right? Spider Wrangler. Yeah, Spider Wrangler. You got, you got Spider Wrangler. Anybody vote opposing to that? No. Nope. Spider Wrangler, uh, yeah. you're drunk of the week, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Our last thing we have to do tonight is one final beer to open up. It's a very important beer, uh, not just because of what beer we have, but for what it symbolizes. Greg, why don't you tell us about this beer? So what we're drinking now is going to be the uh, Sam Adams Millennium from 1999. From 99, even? Wow. 1999. So, so. T- what is the Millennium? What so, is this deal? So this was a uh, ale brewed with malt, or uh, what was it? Maple syrup. Um, but what it was was the precursor to the the Utopius line from Sam Adams. So okay. But the reason why we're drinking it today was the the bigger deal is that um, my buddy Mike here, myself, and Terrence, a couple of BN listeners, all had babies in the last uh, couple of weeks. Brand new dads. Yeah. JP's not happy about new dads. No. Right. Right. Even though he secretly loves children. But I think that's it. I think it's taken. It's like MJ. Yeah, a whole a whole bunch of uh, in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a lot darker than him, right? You leave me alone. In the MJ way. <laughs> so you're cracking this open for the new dads. That's it, man. I like this idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. To the new dads, to yeah. Terrence, to Mike, and to Greg, this is awesome thanks, to bring it in. Thanks for letting us celebrate yeah. with you. Bro. Yeah, this is cool that we get to share it with you. We were we're supposed to drink it in the hospital because uh, our kids were three days apart, but that didn't happen. But they wouldn't let you. No. Well, no. Uh, Greg's wife had the baby three weeks early, and my wife had the baby on Father's Day. So okay, oh, you're like super new dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a week ago. So. See, now wow. that sucks because then your Father's Day is going to be taken up by the fucking birthdays and bullshit. <laughs> well, you, fucking you, you never get Father's Day. You know, I didn't even yeah. think about that. See, well, you should be yeah, a little more selfish now. That's right. My wife's great, so I think I'll be all right. You You'll should be. lie to the kid and say they were born the day after. <laughs> right, right. Well, you don't have a birthday. Sorry. Yeah. Is it your first baby, Mike? First one. And Greg, it's not your first baby. No, number two. So number two for you, but first baby for Mike, number two for Greg, and first baby for TTB. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, was your baby a mistake, Mike, or did you guys plan this? Uh, planned. You liar. Actually, we planned them together. Uh, I called them up. I said, <laughs> I called them up nine months ago. I said, hey, what are you doing right now? All right. It was kind of a tag team, but not really. <laughs> I mean, we weren't in the same room or anything, but <laughs> but there was a sheet in between us. Well, it was planned in the sense that they could have fixed it. After they found out. They <laughs> That's true. Uh, I guess you're right about that. That does make it planned, no matter how you look at it. You know who really does have a sheet in between them? Where is this beer? Where's your glass? That's my glass. I put yeah. my glass right there. Oh. Yeah, don't I want to try this glass. beer. I want to share with the dads. Sorry, sorry. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is bullshit. Do you know who I am? If you ever want something funny to read, read the uh, bio section of Steel Panther website. Good. <laughs> it's real good. Yeah. Where's this beer been sitting for twelve years? Uh, so I, I found it in my fridge. Woo! Yeah, pretty much. So I found it from a uh, a distributor that was going out of business. It is so. Boozy. I think it was really sitting on their shelf for a long time. Then I took in their took warehouse. It it's boozy and surprisingly sweet. But I guess alcohol can get sweet too, doesn't it? You can get a real sweet alcohol flavor. <laughs> what was Utopius? <laughs> JP. What, what was the what's the AB, ABV on Utopius? It's like twenty something, right? Yeah, high twenties, right? I forget what. Is this similar? It's like maple syrup. This is supposedly the well. There is maple syrup that, in it. The predecessor. Well, yeah. And they look were, at this nice, like r- like cherry wood box. It comes oh, it came in a little sleeve and everything too. Yeah, you can see you that. You can write down all your kids' mistakes so. and it's keep its own them pants. And then each each bottle, I think it was three thousand bottles done, and they were each hand signed by uh, Jim Cook. 
nice. Are you going to save the bottle in this case? Um, I've got another one, so I'll probably save that one. Uh, Man, that is some kind of box. It's a pretty nice box. Yeah. I want a box like this for the biscuit. She's going to die soon. You should probably uh, keep that, and then when you burn her and make ashes from her... Then put her in the shape of the bottle that's, insert that's, that's in there. Yeah. Can I have this this box for the biscuit? It's Great. yours. I'm done. <laughs> you sure? I think that's great. I think it'd be perfect, right? It's a, it's a great use for the uh, It's for, a nice for the box. use for the biscuit. I was going to cut a hole in it for my son to put uh, little gold doubloons in it when he uses the potty, right. but instead you can use that for a uh, biscuit. I mean, this could forever hold the biscuit, and we could still open it up to look at her, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like there she idea. is. You're like, oh, yeah. nice. like, if the wind's blowing, a few oh. ashes flow out every time. You can take the box out for a walk every once in a while. Chad's like, you got it in my eye again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm totally going to put biscuit in this box. You should. be <laughs> great. You're planning your death already. Take Astrid. Uh, come on. She's on her way out. So cheers, guys. Cheers to you cheers. guys. Cheers to the dad. Happy dadness. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Happy dadhood. And Terrence, you should be here. Where are you, Terrence? To Terrence. Fuck you, Terrence. I think he's probably busy, you know, being a dad right now. <laughs> Not like you two. Yeah, we just bailed. No. It was awesome. <laughs> you two delinquents. Look, yeah. honey, we gotta go to the burn number. But why? It's to celebrate being a fucking new dad, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. Shit, you're so impressive. <laughs> Back off of me. Selfish. Back off. Yeah, my wife said, uh, I kind of want that beer. I was like, no. Sorry. No. You don't get it. Yeah. Do you have a penis, wife? No, you don't get the beer. This is dad's beer. This is dad's beer. Daddy's beer. When you have a penis, you come to me and I'll give you some. You come see me. Penis wife? <laughs> you come see me then. You come see JP. That's what's really happening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's get out of here, huh? Are we done with our Monday action? We never had the Brendelson uh, fucking wedding beer. Oh. oh. Do you guys want it on air? Now we're, now we're sipping this one. Yeah. I'm not going to save it. We're going to have it off air if we have it. We should have it right now. It's, it doesn't taste like a saver to me. So it's Let's either have it next week. Let's have it next Sunday. We're not no, on next Sunday. Have it the Sunday after. It's Fourth of July weekend. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I want it now. Let's just wait. Yeah, we're it. it's only it's two not. weeks for a brown ale. It'll be fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, but then gr- gloves won't be here. And we don't need to do Mike it on the air. Do we? Give it to a homeless guy. Uh, It'd be nice. Pour it down the drain. Yeah, I don't want to chug through this one, so we're not going to do it right now. That's it. You know, we might do it off air. Speaking of really good beers, the best NHC beers I've had ever were this last NHC. Oh, yeah? That porter and that uh, session ale. Phenomenal. The what, co- the now, what do you mean, booth, what do you mean right? by the, that porter the and that porter. I don't know the name of either of them. The, the, the one, where the, were they? The NHC session beer, or the beers that we oh, got I'm with sorry. our conference You meant pack. the, the conference, conference beer. <laughs> I thought I said conference beers. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah. there was like a billion You know those beers. beers. <laughs> no, it's yeah. in the other one. <laughs> yeah, beer. Oh, I see. The, the conference one, beers. The ones you get as part of your greeting package. They were phenomenal, and I drank four of them warm, and they were awesome. I, there's a couple of, of bags here. Wow. They must be yours, Chad, because I didn't even grab my bag, but um, I'm hoping to get to try some of them. But uh, I didn't even try them. They're real good, huh? Uh, tr- the porter uh, is probably the best porter I've ever had. What's the deal with those? Homebrewers do one of them or something, right? And then pros do the other? Is that what happens? Uh, no, I don't those think are, this time. Those are commercial beers. They're all commercial. Yeah. Well, I think the so session... collaboration. Wasn't the session uh, a pro brew or a, oh, yeah, a homebrew, and then the other two were Yeah, there was one that was a collaboration oh. with the homebrewer, yeah. yeah. I see. All right, well, I'll try some. So just quickly, Jay. Yeah. Um, while we're on the topic, uh, I just want to give a big shout-out to uh, Words of Wisdom. They're not they listening. W- Your club? My club. Yeah. Our so club. So our club. <laughs> Your club. Mike's club, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they were at the first NHC this year, and they did just tits. It was amazing. What they did, the beer sold out, which I don't know if it's just they just 
didn't bring enough. But hey, speaking <laughs> of tits, how about that Michelle girl? Huh? Oh, man. oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? No. Where? What? Michelle. But anyway, so in the, it was a blast. In the uh, in the Brewers feud, you were too busy screwing it up to notice that there was a hot, <laughs> that there was a hot chick sitting right there. Uh, the yeah, three, the girl team that played. Uh, That's his club. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. I don't remember. I was too busy. Yeah, stressing. Now they, but they had set up a whole booth there. They, it was a big uh, presentation they did. It was yeah, good job. yeah. yeah. And, well, we we just kind of represented what we do as a club, which was great. You know, I mean, we don't enter. Well, I guess we entered a couple of beers. We don't shoot for any of the uh, the comps right. uh, that we're going for. But it was just sharing our beer, getting out there, talking about what we do. One of the things we do is a club competition. Is a uh, a cereal beer competition. We take a box of cereal, do round robin, and try and brew something with it. So um, I think I brewed initially a. Uh, a um, a porter with uh, cocoa pebbles. No, mine was with a cap- peanut butter Captain Crunch. Oh, <laughs> you should have gone with Count Chocula. What's oh. up, East Coast? That's it, motherfuckers. <laughs> some some Frankenberry. Yeah. I think I think Gloves is calling it for during the week with his fucking story right here. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. But uh, Shane came through with a, a cookie crisp porter, and he served that on tap. It was the first beer to go. Okay, so it's that type of um, experience that we're able to. To bring to these type of events and it was good cool stuff. So bring it to Seattle and shut the fuck up. Please. All right, then. <laughs> all right. He's already brewed another one. But how did you feel about that beer? Though? <laughs> right. You're doing fine. So then, eventually, I uh, all right. This won't be long at all. And then, uh, then on Saturday, I I went to somewhere else. We're off next week because it's Fourth of July weekend and America. we're lazy. Uh, but we'll be back the week after that. And uh, thanks to our guest today, Trogues Brewing Company. They did great and fun to talk to. We'll get him on a can. You brew it. And anything else I'm missing, Moscow? No, that's it. We'll be back on the 10th with uh, Zach Trimert. Nice uh, return guest. Oh, yeah. Zach's great, too. Yeah. Uh, good information out of Zach. So, All right. So we'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll see you then. In the meantime, thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time.
love of that home brew. Can't get enough of it. Home brew blows my mind. 